Jesus said, Behold, I come quickly. 2,000 years ago, his words came to pass. AD 70, Jerusalem surrounded by armies. The temple destroyed. Sacrifices ceased. The end of the age. So where are we at on the prophetic timeline of history? Jesus said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And that we have been made kings and priests to reign here on earth. The, the Revelation, Revelation Red Pill, the, the kingdom, kingdom of God, God is now. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Revelation Redfield Wednesdays. We're your hosts, oh, Leah and Michelle. Because, because, let me pull this up and make sure everybody's here and joining and they can hear us and all that. You know why I added that? Because this episode is supposed to be creepy. Is one of the most anticipated for me episodes because the last time that we did it in Revelation Red Pill Academy, which this is going to be a little bit different. So if you've already seen that episode, that's okay. Um, I was thoroughly disturbed by the clips that you were playing from these end times movies like not that this is, they are them. the worst things on the planet some like of, i mean and next you and you said and you're going to talk about this tonight but you said that the kind of in the beginning a lot of these films were done specifically to be filmed like an alfred hitch as an alfred hitchcock film Yes. To induce fear. Terror. Terror. No, like, so there are thriller movies, and then there are horror movies. Right. Um, Many of these were the early ones. If you guys have not seen them from the 70s, then... Oh, you're going to see them tonight. I, I would almost say you're lucky, but not so lucky if you're going to stick with me tonight. <laughs> I'm just, so I have this like love hate relationship with this show we're about to do because I've been so excited for you guys to see just how the dogs are going nuts upstairs just to see how disturbing these are but at the same time I'm like I don't even want to sit through them again but you have to here's the deal you have to sit through them once and you will not be upset about sitting through them once but you will tell yourself I'm glad I know but I don't want to watch that again but tonight for your sake, Leah and I will be watching them again. Yeah, so I had what I the my only regret is that we didn't make um, a few reels to get you guys to, more people to come. Yeah, I feel like my little Hollywood arrow that I did when your title is enough to get more people okay. to come. Okay, They're not great. gonna want to miss this one. So go share this right now. All right, so Michelle is going to take my old uh, outline and she's going to put it on resistancechicks.com so you guys can follow with us but while she's doing that you guys remember like Mad Max and Waterworld and technically we weren't allowed to watch the Mad Max no we weren't really supposed to but we've seen them all <laughs> and like every end of the I world movie I don't think movie. I've seen all the Mad Maxes I mean we've seen every, kind of every end of the world movie right like apocalyptic those. Those pretty bad. we've all seen them okay 
the end of the world movies where only a handful of people survive an alien invasion, try to outrun some comets, some dinosaurs, some zombies. <laughs> In fact, it's hard to imagine a life without some sort of doomsday, doomsday twist, isn't it? Like, yeah. it's going to happen. It's going to be an ice age or a... Let's think about the this for a second. The one though. I don't like... Let me tell you which one I don't like. I just can't handle. Waterworld. Yeah. Like, I... Like, my feet already, like, with an hour or two, like, in water start to go, like, you know, like so a just great... the water part that bothers you. <sighs> like, I just can't... Like, I can't... I can't handle world just on water. Like, you got to have land. Okay. It's like terrifying. It's like it's like prison. It's like a prison. You got to be able to grow something. Yeah. But here's the thing. I was thinking about this, and you just said it's hard to imagine life without any some sort of end of the world scenario. And who do we have to blame for that? I believe Hollywood. I be, we are so used to end of the world scenarios because that's what we grew up with. Mm -hmm. But prior to the invention of these types of films, most people didn't i mean there wasn't like you kind of had 1984 you had some um orson is that orson wells is that right you had some of that kind of stuff but not the way that it is now where we all literally think that's it zombie apocalypse is coming okay for the most part they're just kind of fun just kind of and i like a, like being on a roller coaster yeah. i do not believe the scientists are bringing dinosaurs back I am not scared of a giant comet, uh, while nuclear fallout is both popular, pop, possible and terrifying. It seems like if one goes off, many will and we're all goners, so it's never really been a concern of mine. Uh, then COVID hit, or did it, and then they had the lockdowns, the masks, limited travel, schools shut down, sports brought to a halt, people arrested for having a picnic outside in a park. With another family, like literally arrested. That seems pretty into the world. To Women me. sitting on a park bench in the UK have been arrested. Teenage boys arrested in the middle George of Orwell. winter. Thank you, but Orson Welles is the Canada, movie guy, right? Yeah, for playing hockey outside, even though a hockey stick is by definition socially distant. One cannot enter many uh, stores without. One could not enter many stores without your oxygen being deprived. With a piece of cloth on your face. For a virus with a 99% survivability rate. Now, um, many nations, and actually this is an old blog, so it needs to be revamped. Because it says um, Israel is now... Here's the, here's the problem. I'm not going to be able to you can't edit, edit, edit it once it. I... No, you just it. have to put like a caveat at the top. This is written. Original posted. Okay. Right, originally posted during... 2020. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna revamp it in my own head. So you guys remember when Israel was demanding everybody take what we're gonna call the mark of the beast? We're gonna just call it that, even though we're in Revelation Reptile. We're gonna call it the mark of the beast. Um, I mean the COVID jab, you had to have it in order to buy or sell or work. It's the mark of the beast, right, guys? Basically, animals in a zoo. I have never seen an end-of-the-world movie where the premise is on a deadly virus, but very few people actually die. Mm -hmm. They're usually, like, blood dripping out of their nose and their eyes, and, like, what's that one? Jeez. Oh, there's a, there's a, like, there's a, there, there was a, the monkey one, 13 monkeys or something with, um, Brad Pitt. There's been a lot. You guys can put them in the chat, all the ones you've seen. Like, But if there's a bad, horrible, deadly virus, people usually die. Yeah. Not usually of the ventilators. Um, 
so actually on my blog i have a list of the most uh the top apocalyptic movies of the past 40 years let's see some of the ones we've seen dawn of the planet of the apes uh edge of tomorrow the end of the world and the cat's disappearance what the heck was that one i've never heard of that one mad max war of the worlds was noah thank you World War Z. Now that one, yeah, that like was, legit. Is that the Brad Pitt kind of, one? Yeah, kind of So scary. what I've done is, if you're watching live on DLive, Facebook, Rumble, and I'm about to do this on CloudHub as well, I have put the link to the blog that Leah is reading on Facebook, or excuse me, on resistancechicks.com in the chat. If you guys want to kind of open that up and follow along, you can. I think it's going to be exciting enough just to watch. There was one just Here. in 2020, Greenland. That one was kind of creep, kind of weird. I'm not sure. I thought that was... So they've been doing these films. Like, you have a list there of, like, there's hundreds. Hundreds and hundreds. Yeah, I like to do them. I like to watch them. <laughs> we do watch the, we do watch the end of the I world love. films. So do any of these sound familiar? <laughs> what is a strange obsession with survival or mass extinction? I'm quite certain many movie makers are making movies to make money, to pique the senses, to take people on a thrill ride, like an amusement park. It's super scary, but you know you're going to come out happy and alive. Maybe. Amusement parks don't last when people actually get hurt. However, there are a handful of people that do want to depopulate the earth, not of themselves, obviously, but of the vast majority of people they see as bugs to be eradicated. They want them to eat bugs. If not eradicated, then controlled. Of course, they want their $34 million estates on the ocean, like eugenics promoting Bill Gates, or their million-dollar yachts, why they cry about how the little people are causing climate change, private air travel for people like John Kerry, but you should just stay at home. And you know what? You poor plebes, you can sell your climate credits to me and I will pay you so you stay at home and I get to fly to Fiji. So my family and I watched the movie called uh, Greenland. And if you want, there is a uh, trailer people can watch. But this movie was different. It's very different. You know why? Hmm. It felt like a blueprint. Yeah. I remember when I watched it, it came out during covid it didn't feel like a roller coaster ride. Like it I, was like, wait a minute, are we living this? It felt like the FBI was swarming your house and you knew you were innocent. There are two basic kinds of end of the world movies. One where a person is running from bad guys and one where people are running towards safety. Like animals running towards water when the forest is on fire. Mm. This one is the latter. This small family of three get picked up to go uh, to one of the few government facilities to live underground because giant meteors are coming to wipe out the whole earth. I won't spoil it for you all, but, I, but personally I was not impressed with the desire to put others at risk and get your family to the front of the line uh, that's what the film was about, by the way. You're giving a spoiler alert. For that's saving what they, them yeah. while others perish. And if you want to bring up this uh, trailer and let them watch it. Kind of anti-heroic. I don't root for those kinds of people. The movie made a slight reference to the Book of Revelations and the Seven Seals, as many Hollywood movies have drawn from, in, um, from, from the modern end-time view of Armageddon. What if, instead of fulfilling prophecy... A few bad guys, and I'm going to get to that in a second. Here, let's go ahead and... I don't know if you can click on that or not. I, you guys sh to... I should be able okay. to. Okay. Because it's not a clickable link in here. You just have to copy and paste it. I can just it. copy and paste it. 
So I want you guys to watch this trailer. I did not like this movie just because it the guy was not a hero to me. Like mm -hmm. he literally kind of killing other people yeah. to save his family. It just fell off. But this may not be able to be played on Facebook. I actually have to watch this in the mail. Well, we did it before. We did. Here's the deal. If we lose you on Facebook, you have to go watch it on Roller Coaster. Right? I mean, I don't see Clark. Oh, maybe he's still sleeping. Dad. <laughs> Some of Clark's larger fragments are now expected to enter our atmosphere. That's right. And now that you're just what are they saying? More of the same. Whoa. Where are they going? I don't know. One first chunk is about to hit. It's Only part of it. It's going to the ocean. But you look at that. What? Wait, what is the explosion? We now are getting word that the fragment has hit Central Florida. Oh my God. Wait, are some more pieces gonna hit? Come on, let's go. But the sky's on fire. Two days. They got it all wrong. There's a ton of fragments. Planet killers. Space agencies are predicting an extinction-level event. We're gonna be together, all right, kiddo? We're just trying to get to safety. They've been tracking the military flights to bunkers in Greenland. It's our only chance. It's okay. Our largest fragment will hit in less than 24 hours. I swear I'm gonna get my family in that bunker. I know you will, Sean. I'm gonna pause right there. You know, what he's saying is I'm gonna get my family into the bunker. I'm gonna get my family to the place of safety. And that's kind of the theme that we see in all of this. It's, you know, what was that north with... um. Oh, you know, the little kid. It's so creepy because, like, they're, like, little kids and they kind of get married. Oh, what's oh, his name? Like, yeah, it wasn't, like, eight or something? something no, eight, no, 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 not that one. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Was it? What's his name? Like, Elijah or something Elijah like that? Wood. Elijah Wood. Yeah, so they, again, it's all about getting to some sort of place of safety. Mm -hmm. I don't want to finish this just because of Facebook. Okay. All right, so we're going to have money more to play. I know, though. I know, but let's, you know, we can <laughs> get around some of them. All right, what if, instead of fulfilling prophecy, a few bad guys watched some of these old Christian end-time movies, like you're going to see in a minute. If you haven't heard of A Thief in the Night, you guys are in for a treat tonight. Treat is a word for it. Movies from the 70s. What if the bad guys read Hal Lindsay's The Late Great Planet Earth and said to themselves now... That's hey, a pretty good how plan. Do that. I got a great idea. What if we tweaked it a little bit and there's the, you know, we're the ones on top. You know who else talked about doing that? Aliester Crowley, who grew up with his dad being a Plymouth brother and minister mm -hmm. under John Darby. And if you guys didn't watch that episode, you need to go back and watch the one on John Darby, the origins of the rapture, uh, C.I. Schofield, and find out, and then do the Aliester Crowley episode. To get yourself up to speed because there are people like Aliesta Crowley who decided, you know what? 
okay, you're gonna, we're going to do this. We're going to play this end times game. He spent his entire life trying to make himself evil enough to be for Satan to pick him to be the Antichrist. You know, pick me, pick me. I want to be the evilest person on earth, please. Because pick me. his parents were there at the beginning of kind of the inception of the codifying the rapture of the antichrist that never be so he grew up with that thinking okay if this <laughs> is the truth i want to be the bad guy and you know my mom said something and i don't mind saying this on air we have a, a, a member in our family who my mom said you, you know michelle most of us when we watch films we envision ourselves as the good guy and she's like this person in our family when they watch films they envision themselves as the bad guy like that's what gets them excited when they watch a film and there are people out there that are like that ali Astor crowley being one of them yes exactly so just a quick recap the end times theology that you believe is only about 150 years old that most christians believe right prior to 150 years ago there was no talk of a rapture that's brand new by the way brand spanking new just come off the lot basically okay and a seven-year tribulation like put together and everybody talked about this now they did talk about a great tribulation nobody really knew how long it would be or some people the pilgrims thought they were coming out of it mm -hmm. like thousands of years worth of, right. of tribulation but this whole idea that you have in your mind it's because of a group of so-called Christians in Scotland kind of made it up and then they um, transplanted it to America and it got codified in C.I. Schofield's Bible, his reference Bible, which if you go back to read his study notes, they're completely off base in biblical and racist. So Patriot Gallery um, played a clip of Johnny Enlow this week. Mm. on Elijah Streams, episode That's 61. So good. Go watch that one. And where he talks about the Schofield Reference Bible as well. Yes. So if you don't want to learn it from Resistance Chicks or you already did learn it from Resistance Chicks and you want a little second opinion, go and watch that episode. Watch Patriot Gallery's blog on it. Um, yeah, so in the 1920s, this Bible gets pushed out by um, some Zionists, some people who want to promote the creation of the state of Israel. And particularly a separation between the church and Israel, which you we are now one. The best eyeshadow. Close your eyes. No, the, the, the white that looks so good. Okay, nice. that. Uh, all right, just focus. <laughs> Let's focus. Okay. I am focused. I'm focusing. You're focusing. I'm focused. <laughs> You're not focusing. I'm totally focused. Okay, so during the 1920s, this Bible comes out. The it gets. Uh, proliferated through all of the churches, basically the Baptist churches, the Pentecostal churches. And then along comes Hal Lindsey, who in the seventies put all this together again in a book. And it, it really did. It did lead people to Jesus. I will tell you that, but it led people to Jesus and then left them like right there defeated. at the cross defeated. And then another guy named Tim LaHaye, if you've heard of the Left Behind series, he expounded upon that in a fictionalized way, which I think Hal Lindsey's was fiction too. Um, and he fictionalized it in a series. And I, rem you cannot go into a thrift store without the Left Behind books. Millions, like it's got to be the most published Christian set of books, books. Yeah. Uh, books ever. Like it's yeah, the, like You're you right. see it everywhere in yeah, every single and every Christian house I went into it was like the whole I don't know nine or ten set, and everybody saw the Raise movies. Raise your hand in the chat if you've read the books. I, I kind of want to have seen the movies or, with, and or seen the movies. Kirk Cameron. Yeah. So, who, who 
pretty much all but saying it verbally has kind of walked back and he, repented. No, he said he wished he never made him. Well, yeah, exactly. But he didn't. That's, he didn't state why. He did say why because he doesn't want. The, he the doesn't defeated. believe the world's going to go to hell in a handbasket. And that was seen in the movie Monumental. Where yeah, he says it was that. fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, so um, so the bad guys look at the late great planet Earth by Hal Lindsey in the Left Behind series. He's like, you know what? That's a good plan. What if we tweak it a bit? Uh, and we're the one on top. Like you see, blueprint. these globalists like are mostly so-called atheists. They don't believe in sin or redemption, good versus evil, and they certainly don't believe there is a God who will come to judge the Earth, least of all to judge them, okay? So if you've never been subject to the Christian End Time series from the 70s. Let me take you on a journey no. journey of our how our modern view of biblical eschatology took off running based on some movie maker's interpretation of the Scoville Reference Bible. And we are going to see the effect they had over the past 40 years or so. Okay? So I actually have a clip here of this a really good article breaking down the contents of the first one is called a thief of the night. Okay, this is a series. I hadn't heard the song that opens the 1972 Christian apocalyptic film, A Thief of the Night in Decades, and my impression of it was slow, dull, bizarre, not catchy at all. I watched the first five minutes on YouTube through the church uh, meeting where an early era praise band sings, I wish we'd all been ready. Now, scroll down. I will. I, we are going to play this. The song, which was one of the first contemporary Christian pop hits, describes the terrible things that will take place. Hang on. Get it queued up. During the end times with a refrain that laments, there's no time left to change your mind. The sun has come and you've been left behind. DC Talk, which was one of my favorite bands I wish we'd all up, been ready. did a cover of this. And I did not know that it was a cover I of know. this. As I watched, I couldn't help but laugh at the film's campy quality and poor acting. Then I turned it off and I could not get the song out of my head. The hypnotic rhythms lodged themselves in my brain. And there I was making a piece of toast with the refrain repeating itself relentlessly. A Thief of the Night is a cult classic. And I and many people who had Bible studies in the 80s and 90s were forced to watch this. Okay. Because the youth pastor said it was so cool for the kids. Like, oh my gosh, I got a I got a movie for you guys, right? And who wants to, who doesn't want to watch a movie for your Bible study? Let me read a couple of these comments because they all <laughs> answer my question. Um, Her Balzer says, uh, wasn't the Stephen King movie The Stand based on a virus that was released from a lab? Mm. I think maybe. Sir Thriving Mama says, I read all of them, the Left Behind books, uh, the adults and the kids sets. Um, Her Balzer uh, uh, says, yes and yes. Uh, Sherry says, I had the entire book series at one time. Salty Mama says yes, and Melanie says, I've read the Left Behind books and watched the movies, but they are movies, not the Bible. <clears throat> Very well said. Okay, so if you have seen this this movie, okay, if you have seen it, the setting was likely in a church basement or somebody's basement, somebody's house, that I was in somebody's house, <clears throat> a church camp or some other quasi-authoritative space where the film's sermonizing might have been accompanied by an earnest youth pastor worried for your soul. The film was released in 1972. I think uh, the 50th anniversary was 2022. It has influenced a generation of Christians reared in the 70s and 80s. To date, the movie has been seen by perhaps 
<coughs> about 50 million people worldwide. Others estimate as high as 300 million people. Dear God, help us all. Because viewing and distribution was lar has largely been through, you know, just a bunch of people like hanging out in the basement. There's no way to know. All right. It Today has Korean subtitles. It has all subtitles from everything. Today, many teen evangel uh, evangelicals have not seen A Thief in the Night, but virtually every evangelical over 30 seems to be familiar with it. Uh, writes Heather Hendershot in her book, Shaking the World for Jesus. Political scientist Paula Brook, Book of Hope College, who wrote her doctoral dissertation at the University of Chicago on the influence of premillennial eschatology on America's politics. That's why we're so close to Israel and things like that, because we got to make things happen for Jesus. Got to get him to come back. Got to do that third temple thing and uh, have the sacrifices. Uh, get all those Jews back in Israel so Jesus can come back. That's not how we, you're supposed to do politics, by the way. Recalls seeing the film in her small church in Jamaica in the late 1980s. Jamaica in the 80s, guys, as part of the church's youth outreach. Jamaica me crazy. The showings were big cultural events for her, always capped by an emotional altar call. So all right, Stacey says, uh, John and I read them all and watched them all with our kids. Kathy says, I watched it at a Pentecostal church. Okay, let's see. Okay. Okay, so good. now we were talking about the Buckle Left Behind up, series. Now, and then, so there's this. This is what is kind of the precursor to the Left Behind series, right? You're not ready. This is what, so there's two different, for those of you that have never seen or have no idea what we're talking about, we're talking about two different things. There's the Left Behind series, which I don't know if we're going to play any clips from that today, but th there was the Thief in the Night, a Thief in the Night that was seen by, like, every Christian on the planet at the time. And uh, take note, because I'm going to talk about this later. The producers used Alfred Hitchcock techniques. You'll notice the the timing, the, 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 the terror, the tick tock, tick tock, yeah. tick tock. We're gonna start off with that. Now we're all, yeah. I don't know how much of this we're gonna play. Um, Enough till they start singing, baby. Okay. Oh my gosh, I don't want to do it. Like I literally don't want to do it. Get your heart pumping. Here it goes. Stacy says we have repented. I don't know why that YouTube is flickering. I'm doing that. I don't know if it's my mouse. Keep a sharp lookout for you do not know when I will come at evening or at midnight, early dawn or late daybreak. Don't let me find you sleeping, Jesus Christ. There's the Alfred Hitchcock channel. coming in from all over the globe, confirming it as true. To say that the world is in a state of shock this morning would be to understate the situation. The event seems to have taken place at the same time all over the world, just about 25 minutes ago. Suddenly and without warning, literally thousands, perhaps millions of people just disappeared. A few eyewitness accounts of these disappearances have not been clear, but one thing is certainly sure. Millions who were living on this earth last night are not here this morning. Speculation is running high that some alien force from outside our system has declared war on the planet. And some feel it to be a spectacular judgment of God. The United Nations is in a special emergency session. This film follows a burning patty. Jim has gone missing. And his razor's in the safe going off. Jim's been raptured. He says, and I quote, Of course, even if it is something like the rapture, we need not panic. The very fact that we are here and able to discuss it is sign enough that it is not all inclusive. End of quotation. The event spoken of in the Hebrew Christian scriptures is described somewhat in the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 24, verses 36 and all. So, there they're referencing 
But here, are we really like that word? We didn't, I didn't pick this out the first time. It says it's described somewhat in the book of Matthew, chapter 24. Um, it's actually not described anywhere in the book of Matthew, There's chapter 24. No There's no rapture in the book of Matthew. And as we discovered, where it says that, the, the, uh, um, that he comes as a thief in the night, he comes to take the bad people away, not the good people. Go ahead, keep playing. Uh, Stephanie says, I wonder if this is on Pure Flix. They like their end times movies. I'm they sure. sure do. And Jesus Christ is reported to be the speaker. And he says, and I quote, but of that day and hour knoweth no man no, not the angels in heaven, but my father only. That's 87. The world will be at ease. Banquets and parties and weddings. Just as it was in Noah's time before the sudden coming of the flood. People wouldn't believe what was going to happen until the flood actually arrived and took them all away. So shall my coming be. Two men will be working together in the fields. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be going about their household tasks. One will be taken and the other left. Mm -hmm. So be prepared for you know not what day your Lord is coming. What does all this mean? It means exactly what it says. Any minute, any second could be the last chance that anyone has to give himself to Jesus. Because when he returns, it will happen that fast. The Bible says in the twinkling of an eye, millions of people will suddenly disappear leave this earth to meet their Lord. And a shocked world will discover suddenly that what the Bible said was true. This is no joke. This is not a fairy tale. It will happen just as sure as you and I are here right now. So Christian, be alert. And friend, if you haven't given your life to Christ, do it. And do it now. Because the rapture will come and Christ will return. It says in the Bible that he will come as a thief in the night. back to this because there's more that's gonna all right the film had an enormous impact on evangelical culture you can tell that song the dc was we've got oh my goodness make it stop yikes uh let's see what else we have here 
Um, they don't look joyful. That does not sound like the gospel. Nice 60s outfits there. Um, we've got Jack says groovy. Um, Salty Mama says that was harsh and scared me. <laughs> it's supposed to. It's supposed to scare you. Okay, so, but that movie had an enormous impact on evangelical culture. Think about the millions of people who saw that and shaped its attempts to influence American popular culture more directly through music and film and books. Religion scholar John Wallace, who has written extensively on the movie and its aftermath, says, Just as Alfred North Whitehead said that all of philosophy is a footnote of, to Plato, so we might say that all of evangelical Christian film is a footnote to A Thief in the Night. That's this movie. This film inspired more people across the political and social spectrum. Marilyn Manson, who like so many saw the film at church as a child, wrote in his autobiography, the long road out of hell. I was thoroughly terrified by the idea of the end of the world and the Antichrist, so I became obsessed with it. Watching movies like A Thief in the Night, which described very graphically people getting their heads cut off because they hadn't received the 666 tattoos on their forehead. On the other end of the social spectrum, young Christian filmmakers Peter and Paul Lalonde likewise saw the film as children and later founded Cloud 10 Pictures, which produced... The Left Behind series, the movie, which was adapted from Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins' massively popular book. It was the first film of its kind, a Christian horror flick that applied the tropes of science fiction and horror to the end time scenario. The central premise of the movie is the rapture, a concept uh, drawn from a particular strain of Christianity, which believes Jesus will return to earth at any moment to secretly rapture. Uh, or take up the truly faithful to heaven. Everyone else will be left behind to face a catastrophic period under the rule of the Antichrist before the actual end of the world. Scholars label this view of the Bible dispensational premillennialism. Dispensational refers to the belief that God has divided human history into particular ages or dispensations. Premillennialism refers to the understanding that such devastation will occur before Jesus' ultimate victory, which leads to Christ's 1,000-year reign or millennium on the earth. Through the popularity of the Schofield Reference Bible, especially its extensive notes on the book of Revelation, the concepts of the rapture and the apocalypse were folded into early 20th century Christian fundamentalism. In the late Great Planet Earth, first published in 1970, how Lindsay correlated the rise of the Soviet Union, which disbanded, by the way, uh, the establishment of the state of Israel and other geopolitical events with apocalyptic ba uh, biblical passages. Though originally released by the Christian publisher Zondervan, Lindsay's book was quickly picked up by secular book sales. And through oh, the 70s, why. And 70s and 80s, tens of millions of copies were sold. In the 1990s, oh, they're millionaires, by the way, on this. Oh my gosh, y'all We living it up before Jesus come back. We living it up before Jesus come back. Making you scared. Probably smoking crack. I don't know. I'm sure they love oh Jesus. I don't know. Okay, so very says Hitchcock's religious horror movies and Sir Thriving Mama says the fact that Christianity has managed to continue to spread in spite of this depressing doctrine is a credit to God. He really can make all things work together for the good. Yeah. So with 16 books uh, with the um, LaHaye and... Hey, just keep pumping them out. Just LaHaye keep selling them. Jenkins turned Lindsay's biblical hermeneutics uh, of world affairs into a series of fictionalized end times accounts. Uh, he had 16 books, TV and movie spinoffs, even a children's series, and guess what? Video games. How do you like, I wonder if there's beheading in those. I bet there is. You got to escape the beheadings. The Left Behind series made uh, the apocalypse big business and made Tim LaHaye a major political leader on the religious right. Now, The Thief in the Night was the first, 
and the most famous of four films made by a group called Mark Four Pictures during the 70s and 80s that include director Don Thompson and producer Russell uh, Doughton. Doughton, who learned the film industry from working on The Blob and other B-movies in Hollywood, moved to Des Moines, Iowa to open his own Christian movie studio with the explicit intent intent to use low-budget film to evangelize. Though it only cost $68,000 to make, uh, the gross for the filmmakers was actually in the the million. So the script follows a young woman named Patty. From her introduction to the idea of the rapture. Now, I'm, I'm interested because I don't know if that's her husband. So I have a, have a hard time. Her like, boyfriend or whatever. I'm like, he gets raptured? Dude's sleeping around. He gets raptured? Mm-hmm. Jesus, is that how they play this game? I don't know. Through its occurrence and her horrific aftermath, after discovering... Oh, it was her husband. Her husband and nearly all her friends have been taken up to heaven. Patty faces the chilling prospect of surviving under the communist-like regime of the Antichrist called in the film Unite. The regime searches for her after she refuses to accept the mark of the beast on her forehead. All of this might just be a low-budget, poorly-acted B-grade movie long since constrained to the uh, dustbin of film history. But when the film came out in 1972, the evangelical establishment was in the midst of an extraordinary expansion that included inroads into mainstream radio, publishing, and television. Guys, there was no good Christian music when I, right when, when my mom got saved. It was just, remember, um, Sandy Patty came out probably in the, in the early 80s, and Amy Grant sang a few Christian songs, and then she turned secular. Right, so there wasn't many Christian anything to listen to, and then the Christians were really making the inroads into the like the media, into television. According to the film historian Terry uh, Lindvall, the makers of *The Thief in the Night* were helped by the fact that after World War II, the army donated film projector equipment to churches and schools, so the capacity to show the film through this network was already in place. Da da da. Lindvall points out that *The Thief, Thief in the Night* was. Uh, one of the only films available to young people coming from fundamentalist backgrounds who were not allowed to go to movies to even see The Sound of Music. So, so you're not allowed to go <laughs> see Sound of Music, but it's okay. Let's watch an Alfred Hitchcock Christian-esque film about how about the end of the world. Yeah, so when an organization called Christian Film Distributors Association started in 1974, they stocked copies of the film and saw bookings of 1,500 showings a month. Mostly at Baptist churches and schools mm-hmm. and youth retreats. They, and why? I got a movie for you guys. Probably because Dwight L. Moody, at, like Moody Bible Institute, mm-hmm. was like, "Hey, let's get this to all the Baptist churches and youth groups, etc." Yeah. So Halloween was a popular time to show this because they literally quote wanted to scare the hell out of kids. All right. <laughs> Henderson notes the prevalence of move of the movie and its successors for evangelicals during childhood and adolescence. I have found that A Thief in the Night is the only evangelical film that viewers cite directly and repeatedly as provoking a con- conversion experience. She writes in her book, typically after the film was shown, leaders, pastors, or leaders provided the audience with a message of salvation or an altar call. But let me explain something. We don't come to know Jesus because we're afraid of the Antichrist. You don't really, co- you can have salvation. Don't get me wrong but you don't come to know the power and the love of god and not only that but jesus as a friend and jesus didn't come see the fear message was never intended for um for you it was never intended for sinners the fear message was intended for the religious leaders of that time and of that day that jesus was going to punish because they are they had the gospel so and here's the thing let me tell you guys something you can have salvation in the sense that you give your life to Christ. 
Yes, and you're going to go to heaven. What is the gospel? What is what is the kingdom? It, here's the thing: the, the gospel is that the kingdom of God is here, and you can enter in through salvation. It should be so. This yeah. these films are literally anti-Christ. Mm-hmm. They are anti gospel because the gospel is that the kingdom of god is now like i say in the intro of every one of these the kingdom of god is here and that we rule and reign as kings and priests here and now yeah so viewers may have been more apt to accept such an instruct an instructive of getting coming to know jesus after the film which uses a menagerie of ordinary horror flick images sinister laughing clowns Mm. dolls razors helicopters, snakes, to stimulate its audience's fear responses. The effective use of isolated images demonstrates, says Lindvall, that Dalton and Thompson knew how film worked and manipulated the shots as effectively as Hitchcock, but on a much cheaper budget. Patty is truly alone by the end of the film, abandoned or betrayed by everyone she thought she could count on. The viewer experiences her fear as her own. So let's go back to the clip. And, um, well, let me read this comment from Salty Mamas because this is really good. She says, hmm, uh, mysteriously dis- disappearing is government practicing for a big ra- rapture psyop to drive their agenda. Sounds crazy, I know, but it could literally be possible. Imagine that they would take, they could literally f- figure out some way to just kind of Thanos and snap mm-hmm. their fingers and half the population disappear and then they'll just say oh it was just the rapture like i mean this is they like the technology right now is terrifying mm-hmm. the good news is is god is not going to allow that yeah okay but you make a very very good point all right so let's go through some of this let's go to um let's go to about minute 18 17 and we're going to talk through okay right about there right here yeah when it's going to happen no one knows yeah. when it's going to happen when they asked him jesus said even he didn't know the exact time but it's going to happen one of these days and it could be any minute now christ is going to come back for his own after that it's going to be pretty awful here on earth like what well for example the bible says that right now the spirit of god is holding back the full force of evil in the world but after the believers go, the spirit will too. That means a whole new ball game. Only this time with no rules. Evil will just take over. And the evil one, the Bible calls him the Antichrist to the beast, will rule supreme. See, we just don't know what it would be like to live in a world like that. The good around us still has the support of the spirit of God. After he goes, wow. You really believe all so that's what i want to say <laughs> you really believe all that the spirit of god is never leaving the planet ever you know it that is that absolutely the terrifying increase of his government and peace there shall be no end let me explain the holy spirit to you. never leaves the earth so he let me let me show you how this is completely unbiblical with just a one simple mathematical equation he just said rightfully so that the evil would reign mm-hmm. when the Holy Spirit was gone. Right. But people still get saved in the seven year tribulation. And it says that no man can come to the, no man can call Jesus Lord, but by the Holy Spirit. So 
the idea that people can so so remember <clears throat> this premise of rapture seven year tribulation not biblical when you put millennial, them together then millennial, and then reign. millennial reign in that seven year period he just said that the holy spirit will have left the earth and it will be full reign of evil but people still get saved mm -hmm. and jesus said no man can come to the father but by the spirit Right, well, no Following. one can call Jesus Lord, but by the Spirit. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. But yeah, no, the Spirit, the Spirit of God is the only, only one that can convict men on their sin. Exactly. And when you come to know Jesus, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Right. And Jesus said, "I'm leaving the Holy Spirit for you, yes. with you." And so that equation doesn't work at all. Thank all right. You. So let's go to minute uh, twenty-one. So we're going to see a guy working on a box, right? Like twenty-one. Just go back a little bit. Okay, right there. And the poetic expression of those greater principles by which man lives with man is to box oneself in with a wealth of opinion and counter-opinion which really doesn't matter because it really doesn't affect the way we are. What matters, my friends, is what we can know about man's relation to man. Create the universe in six days if you like. But don't force me to accept that myth as fact and make our relationship depend upon it, upon my accepting it. Believe in a real Adam. Believe in a real Eve. Believe in a real serpent. So another Alfred Hitchcock. What they often show are pre bad preachers who don't really believe in Jesus. Yeah, here's an Alfred, yeah. So we just happen to have a cobra here. That's the whole point. And this is designed to make you afraid, right? to make you feel fear. So you don't really get a lot of answers from these people. Uh, go ahead and skip it to about um, minute um, 30, 30, 32, 33. There, that's good. Mom? I think I had it just like that. So the stove is on. Mm -hmm. Mom's been raptured. Mom? Eerie, Hitchcocky type Mom? music. Type screaming. I knew for a long time I should ask Jesus into my heart, but I thought I could do it any time. And then today. You'll be alright, honey. I want to ask the Lord Jesus into my heart right now. You've heard it plenty of times before. You know how to do it. So she thinks that her mom has been raptured, mm -hmm. burns her finger, and then realizes she has to get saved. Yeah, that's 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 the premise of the story there. 
Uh, it's a very interesting how you watch people through this whole movie. You guys can watch it. I wanted to really just kind of point out some of the scarier kind of weird parts. If you go to minute 40, like right around minute 40. Yeah, that's probably good. He sides with icing. Sue, so would you run next door and ask Mrs. Thompson if I could borrow a stick of butter? Okay. But you'll be sure to be here when I get back. Don't worry, sweeties. If I'm gone, you'll be gone too. There's a rapture reference. How scary for kids to constantly live in this fear that your parents gonna leave. by kind of terrifying music and now I'm afraid these people have disappeared and the then like doll it's like she's been murdered and that's a weird weird clowny type doll right the end is and then like the situation you're, you're like Never afraid before has an emergency like this one been contemplated airports have stopped all flights in New York alone three large jets reportedly have crashed one at takeoff the airplanes are coming out jets crash and I've always heard the jets in are gonna crash you, and and I've always heard that the um, all these airlines make sure makes sure that one pilot is safe vehicles to the mercy of passengers I've heard that well no you need to make sure that one pilot isn't safe central news agency well, that's what I meant, yeah. You need to make sure you have one atheist or Muslim on board yeah. to be a pilot. And we'll be making an unprecedented worldwide radio and So you're also getting that War of the Worlds um, like kind the of... radio broadcast. Yeah. Go ahead and skip a little bit there to the... Where she's recognizing, I should have I should have accepted Jesus. So you watch her in the beginning and hearing all this stuff, but she never accepted Jesus. Right. You can hear her talk. This terror, like this look of, of fear. So United, or Unite, Unite is going to come around and, you know, kind of round up everybody that was kind of left. So then the rest of the four movies you can kind of skip just a little bit kind of pop through um, where she kind of gets chased and she's running the whole time. She's just That's running. I know what's going He's on. You can, you can scroll up a little, turn up a little bit. Maybe too late for me, but I'm not going to join it. There now, you see, there was a misunderstanding. Say, so, uh, you're one of those uh, religious people, aren't you? Uh, you think the emergency is something called the rapture and unite the worldwide power for evil, the beast. 
You know about that? Oh, of course. Well, when the emergency happened, every possible explanation was explored by a computer. And frankly, that explanation was high on the list. But uh, we since uh, ruled it out. Does, does this look like a 666 to you? Look, I'm not that stupid. I know that's a computer readout for 666. Well, your Reverend Turner doesn't believe that. He's come to see that this terrible evil doesn't exist. Reverend Turner? Certainly, we talked to him earlier this morning. And he's come to see that joining us is really in everyone's best and good interest. Reverend Turner? <laughs> No, you need to go in just a little bit. You're gonna. Well, they leave. Go, you can go towards the end where they leave her running still. This is how they end that movie. Pretty creepy. But that's not the end of the story. Okay, so we're gonna go back to the blog here. So all kinds of really creepy references. You got to come to know Jesus or you're going to be, Unite's going to come and take you. You're going to get that in the Mark of the Beast. Okay. It's, it's pretty, you know, scary. And the message is particularly effective for teenagers who both fear their independence and long for it. Mixing religion into that development, developmental moment creates intense memories for people raised in evangelical households and churches. Mark Patterson, editor of the horror review site, Brutal as Hell has written that his fascination with horror can be traced back to his childhood viewings of A Thief in the Night. Uh, as I've looked back over my long-running fascination with Macabre, um, is that how you say it? Yeah, I've come to realize my first real exposure to the horror genre can be pinpointed directly to these four Mark IV films, he writes. In their time and context, they were more terrifying than The Exorcist. And though they will likely remain largely overlooked, and deservedly so, in the annals of horror history, they certainly have contributed significantly to my obsession to all things post-apocalyptic. At the end of The Thief of the Night, Patty wakes up from all her apocalyptic nightmare, wondering if it was in fact only a dream. Then the radio clicks and she learns once again that the rapture has occurred. And she has, in fact, been left behind. And the horror continues. And then you go ahead. And so it's like some sort of Groundhog Day loop. Yeah. So let's see. I've got this at, at the one hour and seven minute mark. So you see that, I guess. Um, I'm trying to remember how I had this set up. Let's see. Let's see if we can open the copy video URL at this time. What time is it supposed to be? Um, let's go to um, one in, one hour seven minutes. So that'd be one twenty-seven. No, just one hour and seven minutes. It's one hour and seven minutes. Yeah, right, that's it's yeah. right here. Okay. So is this the second one? This is part three. Well, you skipped part two. You had a link for part two up there, right there, mm. but you didn't have a time stamp. Right? So this is part three. the Unite theme again.
sure if it's at the, um, the, the minute mark for this one. At the end of the movie. Let me see. Can you go somewhere else? Yes, I want you to go back to the very beginning. Oh, back the to the first one. one. Okay. It's the so when you saw the thief in the night, go to uh, go to one oh six. So you went through this whole thing, okay? The bad guys are gonna get you. You have to jump, or they're gonna get you. It's really scary. You're probably gonna die. There will be no place to Okay. Now keep playing. And reports keep coming in from all over the globe, confirming it as true. To say that the world is in a state of shock this morning would be to understate the situation. The event seems to have taken place at the same time all over the world, just about 25 minutes ago. Suddenly and without warning, Jim? literally thousands, perhaps millions of people just Jim? disappeared. A few eyewitness accounts of these disappearances have... <laughs> And then she's got to go through it all over again. Declared war on our planet, and some feel it to be a spectacular judgment of God. The United Nations is in a special emergency say. session, as so are the governments okay. of most of the countries of the world. And reports coming in say that there are some members of nearly every government missing. Bishop Franklin Sullivan, the chairman of the church. Okay, so you get. You had to go through all the horror of the horror movie. A horror movie, there's a difference between a thriller and a horror movie. So a thriller will usually end with some sort of wrap-up of justice or vengeance. Right. Some bag, some good guy walking with a gun over his shoulder. You know what I mean? But this is a horror movie because you start scared. You're scared and horrified the entire time. And it ends with a gut in your stomach like there's no way out. Yeah. All right. So, there's, so this one does have a time. Stamp. Now we're going to do these timestamps here for part three of the film. Okay. Yeah. So I've got part three ready. So we're going to do the five minute. Unless those were just yeah yeah. That is minute one twenty eight though. Yeah. Oh, we've got different timestamps. So we're yeah. going to do five minute five first. Yeah. Okay. Let's meet it together. Hey, Kathy, look at this. Computer prophet. Is that like, what does that say? The future of computers. It's got Can a you turn it up? It's really low. Yeah. Kathy? Mm, still there. When's your due date? Oh, three long weeks. <laughs> You'll make it. Yeah, well, it's easy for you to say. Are you sure you want this book? Well, it's about computers, isn't it? It's a religious book about people who worship computers. One of the stock boys read it, though. He said it was really scary. Good. You have to scare some people just to get their attention. Should we allow these people to find themselves in the tribulation period scared to death? Or get their attention now while something can be done? Like what? Receiving Christ. Well, I'll, I'll read the book, honey. <laughs> I'm like you, Patty, I just find all this prophecy stuff to be a little hard to believe. You know, 
unless you gals open your minds and your hearts, I'm afraid one of these days you're going to be in for a rude awakening. So, the beheadings. The beheadings. I saw those who were beheaded. So she takes moments where she remembers. You belong in a bottomless pit now. You're not even human. No. Fanny, I don't want to be here. Please, I don't want to be here. Please help me. Patty, we don't want you to be here either. My sister just threw her life away for a god that doesn't even exist. Life is real, Patty. Can't you see? That guillotine is real. Please take the mark. Patty, please. Take the mark. Take the mark. Please. <laughs> you don't get saved now. You're gonna go You're gonna get your head and head You're gonna have to take the mark. But I thought the Holy Spirit. Patty Myers, do you wish to renounce your faith in your God and receive your identification either on your right hand or in your forehead, as set forth by Brother Christopher in Article 17A? If so, answer I do. Remember, they had all these teenagers and young people watching. So you're going to watch this. This is what people believe, this is what they teach. They do it up, put their head up, watch it. Most guillotines are upside down. Go ahead, keep playing it. She says, I want the mark, but God rescues her real quick here. Okay. Because you got to have the rest of the movie. Uh oh. It's coming. It's coming. She was going to be, um,
It's designed to make you very afraid. She could have unbuckled herself the whole time. This is terrifying. It is actually. How could she have unbuckled herself the whole time? Criminal weirdness. I know, right? Maybe she got her hands loose somehow, I don't know. That thing keeps going. You know, it's like the longest. For the podcast listeners, the guillotine is just like inching towards, and she's trying to un get her little seat buckle off. She doesn't get out of the thing. Does she wake up? I'm trying to remember. No, her friend left her. She does. Panic. And then the story goes to her friend. Yeah. That is disgusting. That is really awful. So, so Patty, every time you so think... So Patty could have been saved, but instead she's a martyr, and now the storyline's going to move on to her friend, who didn't save right. her. Yeah. All right, so we're not done yet. Minute oh 48. Oh, my gosh. Minute 48. Minute 48. Are y'all having fun yet? Y'all know what you came for. I tried to tell you. I tried to warn you. Y'all ain't been ready. You and I are worlds apart, David. Shut up, please. Here I am, talking about facts, real people, events. And you're talking about a 2,000-year-old book with stories in it that... Let's talk reality, David. You want to talk reality? Yeah. Well, reality was three and a half years ago when your husband and millions of others vanished. Now, that's reality. They said it was UFOs. Would you like to hear the Bible's version? Mm -hmm. cold out is it no it's nice out as a matter of fact we were having a little bible study and i want to look something up it's first thessalonians Here chapter four verses 16 and 17 for the lord himself will come Stephanie down from heaven same. with a loud command with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of god and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. That's reality, Kathy. You want facts? Over 300 prophecies in the Bible have come to pass since the birth of Christ. Sounds like you've studied it. I've searched this book through and through. A little late, unfortunately. But I know what it's like we to be We interrupt this program to bring you the Listen. following news bulletin. All right, so let's, let me break. One, okay, you're going to break, break that one down. down. Okay, I'm going to break it down. Um, I got a question from someone about this, this first Thessalonians 4. So we're going to, we've, I think we hit it in episode two, but we're going to hit it again right now. Um, Serge had shared this to the True Kingdom community. If you guys are not a part of that on Facebook, you should be. Just go to Facebook and put in True Kingdom community and join it. Um, someone else had had written this, so I'm just reading it, but it's really good. Consider that the rapture doctrine is a theological error that started in 1827. If you know the Greek at all, then you can see right through the problems in the interpretation of using 1 Thessalonians. That's the scripture that he just read. The specific Greek word used for error 
means only five feet off the ground. The air a man breathes, not the other two in Greek that mean the stars or the sky at all. Caught up means to be gripped by a knowing of something as in harpooned or as in falling in love. The twinkling of an eye means an inner knowing same as today. We are not taken in the sky ever. The last trump is the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The rapture error was started by a Scottish euro and we've been over that. Um, so I just wanted to kind of give you the idea of when we read it caught up in the air. These are, people are not using the correct interpretation of the proper Greek words there. Okay. So just so you guys can know air like five feet off the ground that's not some sort of like being sucked up in the sky okay and then to be caught up means to be kind of like taken like in falling in love or something not like literally like i'm catching you and throwing you up in the air exactly exactly there's there's more to that and i will we'll get into that um at another time but that's not what that um that's not what that particular scripture means one of the uh, key doctrines of dispensationalism is the doctrine of this secret rapture um one of this the text there is first uh, thessalonians 4 yet this passage does not even suggest so what you have to do is you have to go around the rest of the passage to interpret that passage okay John Wolverd feels that a careful study of the passage in 1 Thessalonians will do much to set the matter in its proper biblical revelation, demonstrating the difference between the rapture of the church and Christ's second coming to judge um, and rule over the earth. Another dispensationalist author comments that this is undoubtedly the primary passage of the rapture of the church. Uh, Benware agrees, without a doubt, this is a central passage on the rapture of the church. As with all Orthodox, Evangelical, and non-dispensationalists, uh, Ken Gentry says, I believe this passage refers to, um, he says, the, um, now, I'm not going to go into, is there going to, is there going to be <clears throat> in, in another giant coming of Jesus just yet? There are two different camps of this. Ken Gentry believes that there will be a second advent, or there will be an advent at the conclusion of all history, Okay. But this particular passage here, on the very surface, it is remarkable that one of the noisiest verses in Scripture pictures the secret rapture. Paul says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. By all appearance, this seems empathetically to be a very public event, not some sort of secret rapture. Uh, this event would involve millions of physical re re resurrections and the transformation of millions of living believers, um, removing them from the world. This must have a public impact. Um, I'm actually going to take a, a, a note here. I'm just going to read First Thessalonians 4. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read first. We actually kind of have to read First Thessalonians. Why can't I spell it right? Ses, uh, there it is. Thessalonians. You know what I want to do? That's Second Thessalonians. There you go. All right. Let's see if we can get. Nope, that's not the one I want. I think I'm going to come back to this. Because there are three different ways of looking at the 
It's an audio. Yes. Why can't I? I don't have this one out right now. This was my favorite one. The uh, Gary DeMar and Haven debating the rapture. That's another audio, though. I know. This is really. Here we go. So here's the deal, guys. This is one of those scriptures where when we're talking about the rapture and these films are pretty much showcased exclusively about the rapture, all end times films that we watch or all the books that we have read are centered around this idea of a rapture. And what is what what is so sad is that it takes a scripture that is supposed to be incredibly beautiful and wonderful about us and our salvation with Christ and turns it into something that invokes an intense amount of fear mm -hmm. in everybody that reads it. And let me tell you something. Most people, when reading 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, would never come, Christians would never come up with the idea of this secret rapture from these verses here. I'm just going to read them. We're just going to read them together. Um, we'll just start at the start of chapter four. Furthermore, brethren, we beg you and admonish you in virtue of our union with the Lord Jesus Christ, that you follow the instructions which you learned from us about how you ought to walk so as to please and gratify God, as indeed you are doing, and that you do so even more and more abundantly, attaining yet greater perfection in living this life. For you know what charges and precepts we gave you on the authority and by the inspiration of the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, that you should be consecrated, set apart, separated and set apart for the pure and holy living, that you should abstain and drink from all, uh, abstain and shrink from all sexual vice, that each one of you should know how to possess, control, and manage his own body. This is the amplified version, by the way. In consecration, purity separated uh, from things profane and honor, not to be used in the passion of lust like the heathen who are ignorant of the true God and have no knowledge of his will, that no man transgress and overreach his brother and defraud him in this manner and defraud his brother in, in business. For the Lord is an avenger in all these things, as we have already warned you solemnly and told you plainly. For God has not called us to impurity, but to consecration to dedicate ourselves to the most thorough purity. Therefore, whoever disregards and sets aside and rejects this disregards not man, but God, whose very spirit, whom he gives to you is uh, holy and chaste and pure. But concerning brotherly love for all the other Christians, you have no need to have anyone write you for you yourselves have been personally taught by God to love one another. And indeed you already are extending and displaying your love to all the bre brethren throughout Macedonia. But we beseech you earnestly and exhort you brethren that you excel in this matter more and more to make it your ambition and to definitely endeavor to live quietly and peacefully, to mind your own affairs and to work with your hands as we charge you so that you may bear yourselves becomingly and be correct and honorable and command the respect of the outside world, being dependent on nobody, self-supporting and having need of nothing. Now also, we would not have you ignorant brethren about those who fall asleep in death, that you may not grieve for them as the rest do who have no hope beyond the grave. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will also bring him through Jesus, those who have fallen asleep in death. 
For this we declare to you by the Lord's own word, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall in no way proceed into his presence or have any advantage at all over those who have previously fallen asleep in him in death. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a loud cry of summons, with the shout of the archangel, with a blast of the trumpet of God, and those who have departed this life in Christ will rise first. Then we, the living ones who remain on earth, shall simultaneously be caught up along with and resurrect the resurrected dead in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so always, through the eternity of eternities, we shall be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort and encourage one another with these words. So, so there are two different, if, if you, if the end timers have to have Jesus coming twice. Exactly. And there is no third coming. Third coming. What what and I just so said to there... say that we will meet the Lord at his coming and then he's coming again to but set up his deal. kingdom. It says we will meet the Lord in the air and so always through the eternity of eternities we shall be with the Lord. Let me ask you a question. Are we with the Lord right now? Leah. Yeah. Alive. Yeah. Are those that have died and gone to heaven with the Lord? Yes. If this doesn't happen until some future date, then that means that our friends, we have friends that believe in this, by the way, that when you die you right now, sleep. you just sleep. Right. There, is a, there is a sect of Christianity mm -hmm. who believe that because this hasn't happened yet, according to end times theory, then you, then everyone that dies sleeps. And I respect them. Mm -hmm. I absolutely respect them because if you, they're consistent, at least they're consistent because you can't separate the two. You can't mm -hmm. say we're with Christ for eternity of eternities right now. And when we, Jesus, and yet it doesn't happen until this. Paul said apart from the body is to be present, is absent, uh, to, uh, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. This is what happens to every single Christian so let me explain something. Through salvation. I don't know. Here you're going to hear me say something. I don't know exactly how this happened. Leah, I thought that when you're going to show, you're going to do the Revelation Red Pill, you're going to bring all the truth that you know for a fact. I can only tell you. Sometimes we have to address the things that we don't know, though. We have to address them. We can just sidestep them. Let me explain something. We know that that when we die, we go to heaven. Yes. God is not the author. God is not the father of the, the dead, but of the living. At some point, whether it was 80, 70 at the judgment. Right. Where God judged Israel. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or whether it was in, when Christ went down he was three days in the grave mm -hmm. and he preached captivity captive right and he gave gifts unto men right at some point those who were asleep because here's the thing guys abraham isaac jacob all the believers all the righteous all the people that had faith accounted to them for righteousness yeah they didn't go to heaven right they went to abraham's bosom there's not a lot of scriptures on this but Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are in heaven now. We're not waiting for thousands of years. They're not still sleeping. I and will say this, though. We do have one clue as to when this possibly happened. So when Jesus died on the cross, 
what do we know? We know that there, there were, were dead, dead bodies that, that rose from the dead at yeah. that time. They, yeah. they, we literally have that. It is in scripture. I yeah. think that that is our best bet for when the resurrection of the dead happened mm -hmm. because we have these eyewitnesses account, eyewitness mm -hmm. accounts. It's mm -hmm. in scripture. I think that that's when it happened because mm -hmm. so at some point, what Leah's saying is that we had everyone that was in there Abraham's was a resurrection, bosom, Abraham's bosom or asleep in Sheol or wherever, mm -hmm. right? Everyone rises again, okay? And they had to and they had to be judged go to heaven. and they had to be well there was there was those that get judged, right? Which I don't know, guys. Is there a possibility that we had those that were in Abraham's bosom rise from the dead at this point and then those that are asleep in Sheol, which is kind of the equivalent of like a dark holding place. We know that do they wait until judgment day of AD 70. It said that Jesus said that the um, the Queen of Sheba would rise up from the dead. Yep, and, and judge. would judge that generation. Yes. So I believe that that generation was not judged until eighty seventy. I think that's pretty clear. Okay, and then so there, there's like a there's kind of this weird resurrection here where in Daniel the resurrection happens all at one time. Yeah. In Revelation, it happens twice. It happens separated. So our friend Serge, you guys um, know Serge. Serge, and I hope I'm not putting words in his mouth, Serge kind of has landed on that people were asleep from the resurrection of Jesus until AD 70, and that this scripture applies. I do not believe that. We do not hold. Lee and I have not landed there. No, I do not believe that because Paul said to be apart from the, the body, the body is is to present, be with, present the with the Lord. So I don't think that the Christians slept. I think they went straight to but, heaven. But here's the deal, though. It's okay to explore it, and it's okay to have conversations yeah. about it. And you'll find that all of these guys that that preach what we're what we're preaching, what mm -hmm. we call it the Revelation Red Pill message, mm -hmm. Gary Demar, Ken Gentry, they have discussions about these things because even though they've been preaching it for decades, even they haven't landed a hundred percent on certain issues. And this is one of those things. So, I've been waiting to get to some of these more nitty gritty things. Uh, there are two things that are nitty gritty. And this is not where I'm going to go with this show. The resurrection and the judgment. We're going to do whole shows on that. Okay. And I am going to put that up for debate. There are things that cannot be up for debate because they are immutable. Well, they're brutalizing the body of Christ right now. Okay. Matthew 24 was fulfilled. 100%. In AD 70. And that's, we are not waiting for another tribulation. Are we waiting for our physical bodies to be resurrected from the grave? That is up for debate and it doesn't matter. Why doesn't it matter? Because if we rule and reign as powerfully as God wants us to until the gospel covers the entire earth, whether you and I get a restored body at the end of thousands and thousands of years from now doesn't really matter because I can do everything that God has called me to do now. I will do it when I pass from this earth and I will do it if God says, hey, Leah, I want you back with those skin and bones. Okay. All the stuff that you can do, you are in Christ right now. And what you guys may not know, because you're not that deep in what we're talking about, is like I said, all these guys that I mentioned, the Ken Gentrys, the Bruce Gores, um, all of these guys, it's very important to them. 
okay? It is a like almost brutally, like when you hear them talk about it, they get angry if someone takes a, a side step from what they have kind of landed on as, as post-millennialists, okay? So it's not important for you guys, but it is important when we're talking about the resurrection of the dead for you to understand that this is one of those things that's still kind of up in the air that no one has really landed on. And that's okay. That's not important. But what is important for me, for you guys to understand, this scripture of us being caught up in the air with Christ, that is 100% salvation. That right there. That is, we are now, you and I are part of the kingdom of God, the body of Christ, and we are all together as one. That much I can tell you that is irrefutable scripture. Boom. Done. So second, first Thessalonians chapter four, you guys can set on the burner. You don't need to worry about that. That is, it literally is not important, but people are going to bring it to you. Yeah. So we want to make sure that you're armed with it. So we will probably address it again when we get into our script, into our shows on the resurrection of the dead, give you some more ammo. But that one that I just read for you guys, the debunking of those two words of being caught up in the air. Okay. Um, I think that that will help you when people come at you with specific challenges using, yes, there is a rapture and this goes with it. But let me tell you this, there is nowhere in scripture where there is a rapture combined with a seven year tribulation at all. You right. cannot find it. No one will be able to find it. And that's, that's post-trib, mid-trib, pre-trib. It doesn't exist. Remember, rapture is a new a new theory. And you notice that there is no word rapture. Yeah. Caught up is the word, by the way. Yeah, there's actually a couple words. Uh, when Jesus has come, it's his, his coming is his perusa, his coming. Um, and when we started with Daniel, and we went through Daniel and the four kingdoms, Jesus has set up his kingdom now. And I think that what happens when we get caught up on all the future prophetic things mm -hmm. you don't know okay i can tell you for a fact that these four kingdoms have been totally destroyed and jesus is reigning in heaven right now right and i can tell you that the spirit that the hal lindsey and the left behind books invoke is fear yes and god is not the author of fear and Christianity is the good news. The the it's no one is supposed to come to Christ because they're afraid of something that will happen to them. Right. When Peter was invoking um repentance for sinning, for um crucifying Christ, but not you you won't see that message of the Antichrist is getting, is coming, and the beast is here, and is coming, and get saved now, or you're going to have to go through tribulation. That's not a message, or you're going to have to go through tribulation. Right. That's not a message at all whatsoever. Let me read a couple of comments from Mike here. Um, we go to paradise. I see heaven as God's realm. Paradise is what Jesus described. Abraham's bosom may have just been a story slash legend that Jesus gave a different meaning to or a different result. The sleep was in contrast to Daniel 12 two through three, where they were awakened. It just means they did not reign with Christ until AD 70. So yeah. Mike's been studying this for years. So that's, I, I will, 
take what you say there. Um, so, so here's the deal, guys. When it comes to the rapture, it is completely and wholly inconsistent with Scripture. There's nothing else in the Word of God to back it up. And in fact, that song, Leah, um, where it says one will be in bed. Oh, I guess I wish we'd all been ready. Okay. When you read that from um, any point of view, it's the wicked that are taken. Mm -hmm. The one that's uh, at the plow. It's always the wicked that are taken. So if anybody tries to use that scripture to say, wait, well, there's a supporting scripture right there. You know, one will be laying in bed and the other ones, you know, and one will be taken and one will be left. Yeah, in that specific scripture, it's talking about the wicked being taken. So again, no supporting scriptures for First Thessalonians 4 being a rapture where the godly are taken from the planet. As a matter of fact, we inherit the planet and it never stops. Like there is no scripture literally whatsoever to back that up. That much you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Is there, is there a rapture in our future? That's really interesting. I would, I don't know if you can bring up this, um, apologia video here with, uh, Gary DeMar. Is there a rapture in our future? That's a really good question. Um, I want to see what Gary has to say on this. So we're ad-libbing the show here, which is good. I think it's good. Hang on a minute. Bring it up. There we go. Non-rockabotus must stop. Like went to. Ever, ever went to. In my life was a little youth group Bible study. I was 16 years old, and I walk in, um, and I don't know anybody there. There's only a few people there. But on the television is an old 70s or no, early 80s do this I Heart video then, film on the rapture. This, one up? this is a five-minute one. Okay. So that's going to kind of give us a little summary. Yeah. There. All right. Let me go to the history real quick. While Michelle's bringing that up. The Doctrine you, of the Rapture? It's iHeartRadio, whatever it is. It's five minutes. Okay. Yeah. No, that's the wrong one. Hang on. Jude, contend for the faith. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men, who turn the grace of God into lewdness and deny all the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. But I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels who did not keep their proper dominion, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains, under darkness, for the judgment of the great day. As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in similar manner to these, having uh, given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as, as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, also, these dreamers defile, defile the flesh, reject authority, and speak evil of dignitaries. Yet Michael the archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Christ, dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke you. But these speak evil of whatever they do not know, and whatever they know naturally, like brute, naturally like brute beasts. And these things they corrupt themselves. Woe to them, for they have not they have gone the way of Cain, have run greedily in the air of Balaam for profit, and perished in the rebellion of Korah. These are spots in your love feasts, while they feast with you without fear, serving only themselves. They are clouds without water, carried about by the winds. 
late autumn trees without fruit, twice dead, pulled up by the roots, raging waves of the sea, foaming up their own shame, wandering stars from whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment on all and to convict all who are ungodly among them of their ungodly deeds, which they have committed in an ungodly way, and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against. These are grumblers, complainers, walking according to their own lusts, and they mouth great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you that there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to ungodly lusts. These are sensual persons who cause divisions, not having the spirit. But you, beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ until eternal life. And on some have compassion, making a distinction, but on others say with fear, pulling them out of fire, hating even the garment defiled with flesh. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory and exceeding joy, to God our, to God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. This doesn't sound like get saved so you can have a rapture ticket to me, does it? What does the gospel that Jesus came to preach? Wh who was he really upset at? Who did he say that the Queen of South would rise up in judgment against? I'm going to get to that in a second. Let's play Gary and then let's talk about what the judgment was really supposed to be about. Go to now the, the part right there where you said some saved by fear. That is not the kind of fear. It doesn't mean it doesn't say be fear of the Antichrist. It's terror. Okay. It literally means to be looking inward to to see the the idea of your own sin mm -hmm. and where that can lead to. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to essentially be afraid of an eternity without Christ, mm -hmm. not afraid of some sort of tribulation and judgment, or excuse me, tribulation on this earth, right? They are telling you to be afraid that you will have a guillotine cut your head off and be afraid of that moment, not to be afraid of eternal damnation and separation from God. No, just that physical is what pain. You, that is what you are allowed to preach to people. You are allowed to preach fear that way, mm -hmm. but not preaching fear like just be afraid of this thing that may happen to your flesh. Mm -hmm. The fear is what will happen to your soul. And so that's that it's a different kind of fear. Hang on. Let's see if I can get it. To Do you play. have to sign in? I don't think so. You shouldn't. Be, you shouldn't have to. Ah. What would you say oh, to a few? There, it was just. I'm just fulfilling my destiny. I'm just fulfilling my destiny. First Thessalonians four, thirteen through eighteen. What would you say to a futurist that would say this volume? is clearly no. teaching a pre-tribulation rapture? Keep in mind that the church has always viewed. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 as something that takes place in the future. And the whole uh, idea of a pre-tribulational rapture oh, okay. comes from Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 through 27, and 70 weeks of years, where they put a gap in time between the end of the 69th week and the beginning of the 70th week. So... They put a gap between 483 years, which we they say we're living in right now, and 
the gap we're living in now. Then the rapture supposedly takes place, and this get this, there are five different rapture positions. Now, either the rapture takes place uh, before the 70th week, this is the 70th week would be seven years, either takes place before the 70 years, seven years, takes place in the middle of the 70 years, takes place at the end of the, seventh, of the seventh year. There are people who there's a partial rapture, and then that there are those who believe in a pre-wrath rapture. So there are five different rapture positions. And so if the pre-tribulationalists can get their other four rapture positions to agree with one another on all this, we might have a sound debate. But all the rapture positions base their position on the prophecy clock stopping at the end of the 69th week, at the 483rd year of the prophecy, and then there being a gap of nearly 2,000 years before the 70th week, the final seven years starts up. And yet there is nothing, nothing in in, in Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 through 27, that says there is a gap between the 69th and the 70th week. You have to remember that Daniel chapter 9, Daniel is reading Jeremiah's prophecy about the 70 years of captivity. Remember, they go into captivity for 70 years. And then Daniel gets this prophecy of 70 weeks of years. Now, was there a gap between the 69th and the 70th, 70th week of the exile? There wasn't. Can you imagine? You know, they get down to the 69th year, and these old men, you know, finally saying, "Look, we're going to get, you know, we're going to get back to the land." The 69th. Hmm. It's just buffering. Ninth year is over. You know, the two, three, gener- one or two generations were born during this period of time, and so we're going to go back to the land. We have one more year to go, and then finally, the 70th year, they're still in captivity. And they said, well, maybe we miscalculated. Maybe we need to wait another year. And no, 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 we, we, we're still not back in the land. Another year, another year. Finally, someone said, we need to ask God. And God said, oh, I forgot to tell you guys. I put a gap between the 69th and the 70th year of the captivity. I'm not counting the gap. I'm only going to count the first 69 years of the captivity and then the 70th year, but I haven't gotten to the 70th year yet. We would say, this is crazy. So why would God give a prophecy of 70 weeks of years based upon the 70 years of captivity and put a gap between the 69th and 70th week of nearly 2,000 years in length, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, So the idea of a rapture is different from the second coming, that the second, the, the first Thessalonians 4 has always been about the, seventh, uh, the, uh, the second coming, that Jesus will come again to judge the quick and the dead. The whole idea of a pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, partial rapture, or pre-wrath rapture is based upon the, the idea that there is a gap between the 69th and the 70th week of Daniel's prophecy, a prophecy that never, ever mentions a gap. The 70th week follows the 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 69th week. Jesus is crucified in the middle of the 70th week, and then for the next three and a half years, the, go- the gospel goes to Israel, and then finally it goes, to, it goes to the Gentiles, and Peter is given this prophecy about how the gospel is supposed to go to the Gentiles. That's the end of the 70th week. Bang. That's the end of it. And there's no gap. There's no parenthesis. There's no pre-trib rapture. 
no mid-trib rapture, no post-trib rapture, no partial rapture, no pre-wrath rapture. Um, that has the Bible doesn't teach any of that, and every pre-tribber and post-tribber will will acknowledge there isn't a single verse in the New Testament that says anything about the church being raptured prior to, in the middle of, or at the end of a tribulation period. There's not a single verse that teaches it anywhere. Even First Thessalonians four doesn't mention anything about a, a gap or, or anything like that, or the church being taken off the earth. None of that. It's, it's all made up. It was all made up in the 19th century, and it's, it's been foisted on the church today, and unfortunately too many people believe it. It's a myth. That was well said. That is well said. And I will let you guys know that for most of Christianity, um, Christians have believed that First uh, Corinthians 15 believes that at the end of all time, that your bodies will be resurrected and you will forever be with the Lord. And this is what I tell people. This is what I tell myself. The hope that we have in Christ is today. Yes. And forever. Okay. And that when we die, we don't die. And this constant look for Jesus to come and just rescue is the same fervent desire that Israel had. And how in the world can we say that Jesus has come if we're constantly waiting for him to come? And you're going to see in the New Testament that the authors are predicting 8070 to a generation that is waiting for deliverance in that generation. And I will tell you that every generation needs a deliverance of something. They need a coming. There have always been many comings from the Lord. And when you start to try to find these, like, depictions from the book of Revelation, right, in the Left Behind series, there are elements from Revelation that don't explicitly reference the text. The first and most obvious is the use of the computer-generated number 666 as the mark people must take to show their submission to an alliance to unite. Oddly, the number is never identified as the mark of the beast of Revelation, which um, his minions must bear on their right hand or forehead in order to buy or sell goods. Back to the, the Thief in the Night movie, nor is Unite ever associated with the beast or its demonic dominion over the God-forsaken earth. This undeciphered symbol leaves Patty and most of the viewers identifying with her inexplicably uncertain and in the dark. Another idea from Revelation derives from the book's images, image of armored locusts with human faces that are released to torture those who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. Um, I'm not sure if I saw that one. Um, in an earlier scene, a shot from below a helicopter takes off and fades in a close-up shot of a grasshopper on a kitchen window. Perplexing to many viewers, this visual association of helicopter and grasshopper is a reference to the belief popular among end-timer enthusiasts in the early 1970s that locusts from uh, the book of Revelation that he thought were actually cobra attack helicopters. I heard that my entire life. That the locusts were cobra attack helicopters. And we did play that little scene of the helicopters there. Yeah, the that would be part movie. of the future battle of Armageddon. 
Remember, Patty is later on chased uh, by Unite soldiers flying the same helicopter. Revelation is also woven into the film in the warning that Christ will return like a thief in the night. Having become so commonplace in evangelical discourse, this idea is usually taken simply to mean that it will happen when you least expect it. But placed in the context of this movie, a more horrifying sense emerges, namely an image of the divine as a threatening figure who could at any moment invade your home, steal you or worse your loved ones, which is exactly what happens to Patty, and she awakes with the, the buzzer. Others have traced the lucrative path from the thief through the many rapture and tribulation movies and video shorts of the 80s and 90s that led to Cloud 10 Pictures Left Behind movies, all based more or less on the best-selling series of the apocalyptic fantasy action novels by Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins. As the title suggests, and as authors LaHaye and Jenkins readily acknowledge, the Left Behind series drew much inspiration from Thief in the Night and its sequels. Indeed, the Left Behind movies and books are chock full of now stock motifs from the evangelical apocalyptic energy, imagery drawn from early dispensationalist diagrams. Baptista's early rapture film, and of course, The Thief in the Night, there are the weeping mothers, the clutching baby blankets, the teddy bears of raptured children, wifeless husbands and husbandless wives, pets lingering over the clothes of raptured masters. How cruel is God? There are literal services that you can sign up for oh, yeah. so that your pet will be taken care of by unsaved people in the case of the rapture. And it just begs the question. Do the unsaved people, in case of the rapture, plan on, okay, if these, people's are, if these people are gone and their pets need us to then step in, doesn't that prove the rapture? And then, then what do they do? Are they the left behind? Are they going to end up in the guillotine? Because they have to believe after that. Like, you can literally pay for a service. And people think about these things, guys. People literally think they're trying to find their unsaved friends who will take care of their animals. Like, how it cruel was really of a hard God for me to, to, to watch the Left Behind. But let's go ahead and watch a little bit of the Kirk Cameron movie. Um, Did you Left just Behind. now pull it up? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go to, like, minute four of the Left Behind series movie. The, you, you see that the, the doll... And remember, keep in mind, if you're just now joining us, that Kirk Cameron has kind of been like, Wait, I wish I had never made this before. Yeah, okay. we made this, and in, in there you go. Now, the biggest question remains, who do you trust? Every nation, every corporation wants your formula, especially in light of the recent crop failures. No, no, no. Eden is not for sale. Not for money. All I want is peace for Israel. A peace that... never sleeps. Those are not our planes. Not from that direction. Let's take cover. Mr. Williams, please, this way. Okay, so 
Laser is being destroyed. This is Buck Williams reporting live from Israel. I am standing in the middle of an all-out attack. Here it comes. Okay. Okay. All right. So, obviously oh, we're gonna have. Dirt. Just calm down. Just knock it down a couple. I've been so long since I've seen this. It's all very oh, suspenseful. Just calm down. Just knock it down a couple thousand RPMs. What's the matter? It's Cawthorn. I got the file. He thought it was locked, but I got it. I got in. What do you know about Rosenzweig? Dirk, what are you talking about? Don't you see? I'm Rosenzweig. The formula. Come see. See, see it's so clear. What is? What is? The attack. The attack. The, the bombers exploding. The flights exploding. You see? See, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's all fitting together now. I see it. Because they've been behind this whole thing from the very beginning. The research grants, the, the, the trust funds. Okay, and so we're going to go, you're going to see the rise of the enterprise like mini 20 You see, the, the, the dollar, the, the pound, the yen, the euro, they're going to make it all into one. One. And don't you see, Buck? Okay. If I could accomplish even half as much as you and Mr. Cothran, you will, you will outdistance us. We'll see to that. Antichrist. I have a plane waiting for you. Bring us back that olive branch. Good luck. Okay, so then we're going to go on. Now, Kurt Cameron's wife. In real life. Plays a woman who's having an affair with a pilot. Okay. But she's not his wife in the movie. No. We're gonna be, we're gonna have disappearance here. Hang on. Waiting for you to give me a reason why I should stay. We're oh, having an affair. Your sinners, by the way. Fast forward a little bit. Would you mind checking, please? Okay. Sure. And take this, ma'am. I think he's gone off naked. So, rapture. So she doesn't know what happened. Her husband's clothes. It's always the clothes are left behind. You just don't need right that there. in heaven. There goes the kids' toys, right? Have you seen the kids? Mm. The kids mm -hmm. go, but the adults stay, right? Because the kids are safe. Uh -oh. Where are my kids? Here comes. Ray, people are missing. 
Dozens of seats. Empty. Patty, it's a big airplane. People are probably in the lab. I'm telling you, they're not here. They're not anywhere. Okay? Their shoes, their clothes, their classes. It's crazy. Stephanie says, Stephanie Violet, Stephanie Violet, ha ha. Exactly. I'll be right back. I am not nuts for you. Go look for yourself. Go look for yourself. Come on. They're gone. My baby. They haven't gone far. Please, just take your seat. They haven't gone far. Sit down. We'll find them. Not me next. I'm not going next. Patty, try and get a head count. Wait, no, I wanted you to see, going? keep going. I wanted you okay. to see the, the, um, wait, Hi, Mom. the cars. I just want to apologize for missing the so you, I mean, everybody has to because we all oh, heard no. about, I mean, we were told this our whole lives. Are you okay? There were going to be all these car accidents because all these Christians are just going to be raptured. There's no driver in there. There, there. It's okay, sir. You're in shock. So, Leah. Can you explain to me, I'm just going to turn this down, explain to me how the first Thessalonian scripture that we just read that's so beautiful about us being with the Lord forever, explain to me how and that And then, but with, it will bring apocalyptic fervor to the earth, and if you're left behind, then it's the camels might it's, go. <laughs> it's wonderful for Christians, but everyone that's left behind is going to be like There is nothing like death, in first Thessalonians that mentions anything bad for People not being taken up. Yeah. As a matter of fact, what I love here um, is that the whole purpose of what, what's being written is... To um, assure people. To, to take fear away from people. To take fear away. But it's more like, if you interpret it this way, it's more like, don't worry, all this bad stuff's going to happen, but you'll be okay. So take heart. It's all right. That's Great. not in the scripture. That's literally not in the scripture. Okay, um, now not to be outdone. Oh boy, you got another one. There is. Oh, that's the worst, Leah. Uh, let's play the trailer. The Nicolas Cage did one in 2014. Oh my! We had to see them all, and you have to see them too. It's painful. They need some volume. Are they? Hi, Mom. Chloe, welcome home. <laughs> so is everything set for Dad's surprise party? Uh, he got called into work. It's pretty Can I much buy you a based on the I'm waiting for someone. Yeah, it is. My dad. Hi, sweetheart. Hey. Welcome aboard PanCon Flight 257 to London. My time today will be six hours and 30 minutes. I love you. Now, here's the shift from horror to thriller. Okay. All over this plane, it's simply it's a really big name actor. Right? Oh, absolutely. Chris. That pilot's safe. That plane's coming down. That car is a pilot. I know. Oh, oh, that pilot. That was a Christian pilot. 
I know you all want answers, and believe me, so do I, and I'll do my best to get them. I heard some doctors talking. It's not just here. It's all over the world. One of these days, the sky's gonna break. Chloe, are you okay? Yeah, but Mom and Raimi, they're both gone. One of these days, the mountains will fall into... No! Irene knew this was coming. The way it happened. How could she know that? Because she read the Levy High Books. That's how she knew. The God my mother talked about would never do something like this. You're right. Bingo. Thank you. We'll just end that there. No, I don't you want to finish it? Yeah, I do. All right. We all have a right to know if we're gonna die. We're gonna die. Melanie says, oh, come on, I've avoided the Nicolas Cage version. No, no, flaps, no, no you're no one's avoiding it. I need some room. I just really need you to know how much I love you, no matter what happens. Dad? So, but Did here's the deal. Did this one get the Antichrist or anything in it? I don't think so. Maybe they were hoping for a sequel. But here's the deal about you see the emotion of the people in all of these films that are quote unquote left behind. And yet we are taught that the Holy Spirit has left the earth. And I want to let you guys know something. That God is love. And the the emotion that brings you to Christ that would have you care about another person that would convict you that those before you knew Jesus... That's the Holy Spirit. You need to know there's a new one. And I we got to watch this one. I don't want to watch it. This one is one, my, one of my favorites. Leah. Um, what's his name? Hercules. Um, the, uh, and this is, this is one that came out this year, the rise of the Antichrist. Oh yeah. And this guy Kevin plays a Sorbo. really, yeah, really good Antichrist. So remember when I talked to you about like, I haven't watched wait, this trailer, remember so. when I talked to you about roller coasters yeah you can ride you can watch these like a roller coaster it's not real and it's not going to happen to you i wouldn't watch it i wouldn't either but if someone had told me that millions of people were just going to disappear i like you would have said they were crazy was it the rapture yes yes it was are you sure i mean are you, are you really sure i saw it happen those weren't fantasies wasn't the rapture the rapture was debunked on the first day the second wave of vanishings has thrown the financial markets back into chaos. Trust me. You want to make sure you're on the right team. You're already teaching them the art of fake news? I just wish I could see you one more time. Why are you still here? Because I asked God to leave me behind. We don't need to look for magic. They're not a bunch of religious wackos. wackos. No! Fortunately, we have a solution. We can implement Eat and Pay worldwide in a matter of weeks. Welcome to the future. I got to look inside the Eden Pay platform, and it's a whole lot more than a glorified bank card. So you're just admitting to being crazy? Yes, I'm quite comfortable with that. When it is all over, half the world will be dead. This is the biggest news story since the vanishings. You listen to me. You drag this line of nonsense into the public eye. We're both finished. Now I'm more like an actor. The Antichrist will declare himself as God. Seem like a stretch even for them. How do we know who we can trust? Trust God. The world is suffering. We are on the brink of mass insanity. What happens to the rest of us? Doesn't it seem strange that it's still so easy to dismiss it, even though we saw it? 
You know, I love Okay, but I love that you get to choose. Can we point out the pastor that said I I asked to stay behind? So that's new. That's a new development in the fictional story. Keep me behind. I will stay. (laughs) I'll go through it. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell you something. Oh, Hercules, what are you doing? Says Stephanie. Um, I asked to stay behind. Could yeah. you could me a scripture for that? It, but there's no scripture for the rest of these. Okay. I love this adaptation. I want to see the locusts. I like that we can adapt and ask to, to stay. But here's the deal. We're essentially, as far as anyone is concerned, if we are in the modern end times theology right now like everyone seems to think like guys were in it you're you all should be converted to post-trip you know what i'm saying because we're in it right like covid all of that that's like post-trip you don't get raptured you know what i'm saying because there's there's options that guy we were told by gary and demar there's five right five different um ideas of a rapture and all of that so they, this is a this is that we just saw in this film must be kind of like one of the fourth or the fifth options where there's kind of like a mid like halfway you get to stay behind okay you, you got another one there are a couple because i feel like if i had to go through a lot of the pain of watching some of these oh my gosh then then you do too and and see hollywood's pulling on your heart with like um is this Lewis Gossip Jr.? Like, I love that guy. Oh, I love that I guy. I know, right? And then, like, the like the, one of these Antichrist scenes, like, super scary. Super cheesy, but super scary. Okay. All right. We're going back for more. One more. Two more. One. You're here for the, the whole... You're here... You are here for this. That's why you're here tonight. So this is Left Behind 3. Yeah, the film. Start with Kirk Cameron. I'm in my hands. Kirk Cameron's like an all of them. Is he? I believe so, yeah. I still don't understand how the God is helping and the Holy Spirit's moving in these people, but he's gone. Well, we just had an adaptation there. Maybe that this is their adaptation of the Holy Spirit not being gone, but kind of being gone, like half gone. So again, I believe that the bad guys are taking this script. Yes! Why wouldn't you? Because Christians just go along with it. Oh, we lose. But there's no rapture, so we're... They just have to believe in... So, so Leah, it's not that the bad guys are taking the script. The bad guys wrote the script. the The devil wrote this script that you're watching. And so he is causing his minions, people, to carry it out. And as long as the Christians believe it and allow it, they'll be able to carry out their false script. At some point, though, there's going to be a switch from the pre-rapture to the post-rapture because the post post trip. All right, so this is Chinese people, uh, the bad guys, and the Russians. Which we're seeing set up right now. It's convenient that it's playing out 
in real life, exactly the way that they put it in the movies. America's there too. So we're gonna do launch codes. Kill a bunch of people. There's the Antichrist. How did you get in here? Stop him. They came in the front door. Stop him. This is all written in the book Revelation, by the way. You seem to have changed. God, this is what John I saw. I told you I see things. You're being hurt, my boy. Cell phone first facetious. Yeah. Not having a good day, are you, Mr. President? Well, I'm being facetious. Sarcastic. This is how God's going to take out the Antichrist with Louis Gossett Jr. Is that who that is? think you think that's how it's gonna go down that got the antichrist there's one more okay. i want you to see this old old and oh, i'll get it bring it up yeah this kind of this one creeped me out when i watched it like no, the peace treaty one no, one no 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 go it back it was, yeah it's this peace treaty this one yeah this is the antichrist this marks the beginning of our seven years of peace of seven years this marks the beginning of the rise of the Antichrist. He will control ten kingdoms, which in turn will control the world. The Antichrist will sit in the temple of God and he will declare to the whole world that he is God. All in my name. Nikolai, what do you say? We never agreed to this. In the garden, there was a serpent who tempted Eve, leading to man's banishment from paradise. That serpent has stood between us and paradise ever since. What's this about, Carpathia? It's about you two. Serpents in my garden, using unity and prosperity for your own gain. <laughs> Nikolai, you know, that's preposterous. Do not. Lie to me. So small, so easily manipulated. Tell me, Jonathan, who is the puppet here? Look where I am and look where you are. Do you have any idea? Do you know who you're dealing with? Do you? All right, so remember to go, when you guys are confused about that, you know where he said um, the Ten Kingdoms, okay? He's getting that from Daniel, which is why we did Daniel already. The right? 70, the, we did Daniel 70s, Daniel's 70 weeks. And what was the first one that Daniel's we did? Daniel's Four Kingdoms. Daniel's so Four from, Kingdoms. Where does he get 
Let's see. But how... I'm saying we did both shows. Okay, so let's see how much Michelle learned from Daniel's Four Kingdoms. What kingdom has the oh, ten? Oh, no, 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 no. I did not memorize those. That's straight up. Oh, come on. This is so simple. Leah, I did not memorize them. Okay, so we're going to go over them one more time because Michelle not... sat with me 500 times. And I have you heard guys... this a million times. I don't have them memorized. How many How many kingdoms are there? Four. What are the kingdoms? Rome. Or you want the bear? You want the images? No, just tell me the just tell me the nations. This Babylon. Yes. We start with Daniel and Babylon. Yes. We go to the Medes and the Persians. Yeah, I knew that. We go to Alexander the Great, which yep. is the Greeks, and we go to lastly to what? Rome. I that's and then the, the one ten, I remember. The ten come from Rome, and I'm that's why I'm going over and 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 over. We try this one more time. First kingdom. Babylon. Second kingdom. The Medes and Persians. Third kingdom. Alexander the Great. Fourth. Rome and the Ten. And then finally, there is a rock taken out from the mountain without hands, and it throws and takes down the beast. The beast is not disjointed. It represents, in Daniel's vision, four successive kingdoms between what? Daniel and then who? Very simple. The answer, well, who? I was reading comments. I'm sorry. What? Okay. So the timeline represented by Daniel's beast. Yes. His giant beast represents the time frame between Daniel and, and who? Yes. Finally. It's the only, the only answer you ever need to know in Bible Jesus. class is Jesus. Daniel sees the time. And he is explaining the time and he explains the kingdoms and he says, Perfectly. in the reign of the fourth, Jesus, the Messiah would rise up and tear down the rest of these kingdoms. Yes. Okay. What the end times theory does is they keep looking for these, the antichrist to rule these random 10 nations. And then who are they going to be? It's going to be uh, China and it's going to be this and it's going to be that. And it's so disjointed and it's just totally wrong. So I think it was episodes, we're on episode 16. So it was, if you're wanting to go back and watch them, it would be episodes 13 and 14 where we went over Daniel at length and covered all of this already. So, um, Melanie says, I don't understand why people can't tell the difference between movies and reality. If you want to know God, pick up his word and pray for the Holy Spirit to guide you through it. Movies are for entertainment purposes. So here's the deal. What? It, that's the point of this video. This, these, this was not for entertainment. These were specifically designed to indoctrinate. They are modern end times propaganda. That's exactly what the books are. So Melanie, you are 100% right. Okay. We should be able to differentiate, but we all know that propaganda is intended to brainwash the masses. And that's what these films and these books were designed to do, to brainwash the masses into living in fear, living in complacency and just waiting for Jesus to come and rescue instead of doing what we were created and designed to do, which is to rule and reign and pull down rulers and principalities in high places. So what we've been taught for the past 150 years, give or take, 
is that when we see all these bad things coming, don't try to change it. Don't walk in your authority. Don't walk in the dominion and the power that we have. Just let it happen because it means that Christ's second coming is near. So if you guys haven't been watching, maybe you're like, I'm just going to check out this Revelation Red Pill series. I haven't watched episodes 1 through 15. I'm going to see what these girls are all about. I'm going to tell you right now. You have to watch all the other episodes. You have to. You are not going to understand what we're talking about unless you have seen at least the first two or three episodes. Right, Leah? You've got another one. There was another. See, uh, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Hollywood has been pushing this because Christians are eating it up. And there because was, it makes it so that we don't fight the devil. So here is the rapture scene from the 2012 movie Doomsday. Okay. Let me pull it up. So we didn't see this one. We have seen this one. I, we have seen them all because we are good Christians. Yeah. Good Christians watch all Christian movies. Yeah. They do. No matter what. And even if they don't believe in their theology. Good Christians watch all the Christian movies. So this is why y'all have to sit through it because we already did apparently. Well. This is it. Aren't you coming? No. This is as far as I go. Yeah, you can't fly back now. The storm will be too intense. This is your journey. I was just supposed to get you this far. See, I, I don't understand. Trust in God. And pray to him. I can we'll take that. You. Trust in God and pray to him. I'll try. See that car? Yeah. Keys are in it. It's all been taken care of. What? How did you manage to Lawyer. get that car? Good luck. Okay, thank you. For everything. Okay, here we go. Always get start. not going to figure anything out by doing that. You really won't, by the way. The knocking noise, though, could mean if you, you might be out of the increase. So you could put some water in there. Mom, it looks like we're going to have to walk. Mom's gone. Mom? disappear while flying that plane oh yeah but no but is he a good pilot i guess take over well no i mean while after he left like take off he's leaving but then that guy wouldn't have known he disappeared he just right. thought a plane crashed so that's right. why he couldn't do that you know what i i i would prefer to see i would prefer to see Mom? people literally having a conversation and looking Mom! at the person and they vanish they never, they What's never show happening? that. They're always like looking away and then the person is gone. God, God, well, that's just God's nice way of making that happen. Right. Because he doesn't want to traumatize you, I guess. There has anymore. been so much video propaganda to show us what's going to happen 
And here's what I find very interesting. That nowhere in the word of God does it give the specifics of China and Russia and computer chips and all of that. And yet, in these books, we see all of those things. And we see them playing out exactly as having been as as having been written in the books. Now here's what I Leah. East Palestine. What was the name of the movie that we showed that pretty much depicted the East Palestine train derailment? Oh, wow. What was the name of that? I forget, but didn't they just, just make it? Like, has it, it's not out yet? It was yet? like five years. Yeah, it was, no, it was out. People okay. have seen it. It was like a movie or TV show or something like that. Yeah. I forget what it's called. Mm -hmm. And when we showcased that to you guys, we said, you know, there are some people that are mm -hmm. making the claim that when you watch The Simpsons mm -hmm. or you see, you know, it's what is usually NCIS yeah. or, you know, all of these shows, they'll showcase different things and they happen exactly and what is the phrase that we always come to that everybody always gives us um, for this when they insert into films what they then um, do in real life? What's that called? It's on the tip of my tongue. It's a phrase. You guys know what I'm talking about. It'll come up in the chat in a second. White noise. Thank you, Jeremy. That's the name of the, fil the film. Um, but what is it called when they... It's literally on the tip of my tongue. I, I don't know why it's escaping me because we've talked about it all the time. Um, where they show you what they're going to do in a film and then they do it, right? Why is it as red-pilled people who we... Predictive programming... Thank you, Mike. That's exactly what I was looking for. Why is it that we believe in predictive programming for all of these other things except for end times theology? Well, think about this. And yet, whether horror or adventure... What these different evangelical rapture stories have in common is something we see again and again throughout popular culture of Revelation. A widespread fascination with apocalyptic violence and a diabolic evil that trumps the beauty of its final vision of a new heaven and a new earth. Why does the excessive brutality and bloodshed in the middle of the book so overshadow the joy and peace of its final vision? of the resurrection of the dead, the coming of the new heaven, the new earth and the new Jerusalem and the healing of all the nations. In the end, is such a happy ending simply inconceivable? Is the extreme gladness and well-being of the final vision harder to believe than the extreme violence and horror that comes before it? Could it be that despite its overwhelming, even unimaginable atrocities, many of us find a world filled with such horrors more believable than a world without them? We are so indoctrinated in the past 100 years by the Schofield Reference Bible to hunger and thirst for darkness, for the... Um, the scene where Patty and I, and honestly, every time I watched it, I've seen it several times and I watched it every time I think to myself, she's going to get out. I did this in 2020. I hadn't rewatched that scene until today and I thought she got out, but, but in my back of my brain, I remember it. it I remember. I didn't think she got out. I, you could I remember she gets, she like, gets her head out. chopped off, but then I'm like, it has, it's, we're only like 20 minutes into this movie. How, and then I no, forgot. No, it was almost near the end, wasn't it? No, no. That was why I could. Oh, it's the second movie. It's the yeah. second movie. Yeah. yeah. And then I forgot that her friend took over in the horror of it. Right. Um, but I remember in the back of my brain that she does get beheaded and how traumatizing that is. And then in the first movie, that God would have her go through all of the horrors 
and then wake her up and say, you're going to have to go through all of them again. Right. And then you're going to be beheaded. Like, none of this makes sense unless you're trying to, honestly, this is, that's why this is demonic. That's why the Left Behind series is truly demonic. That's why all of these doomsday movies, for all intents and purposes, do, do not lead people. I do, anytime you say the name of Jesus, people can get saved. Yep. But what if more people would get saved if we were crafting narratives of victory? That's a really good point. And you've noticed the fruit of this end times theology is that it's not, we're not winning in the culture. And we've come to the place where we think that this is the way it needs to be, that it needs to be dark. And you know, when I read my, um, my founder's Bible, you know, what really sticks out in the, in the quotes from the founding fathers is how blessed that they thought they were. Mm-hmm. Would you guys say that you are extremely blessed that there's that there that the world is good a good place, right? That that oh my gosh God has God is really moving and this is a really great place. So I would. Would you though? Would you because you because I see what God is doing, and I see that of the increase of His government and peace there is no end. So where there has been a lull in certain nations but, in the world, but no, where people have lost the power and the authority. Other places are picking it up. Now, are Would we, you are, say, have we reached the... Do you wake up every day and say, wow, Jesus, this land is so blessed. Thank you so much. Yes, I do. I know where you're going with this. Go I don't. Where, go where you're going with it. Because the founding fathers were waking up happy and joyful. They were married. They were having kids. They saw their kids. They were loving God. Which, they where, were which fruitful, part are you they talking were multiplied. about? After they defeated... England or before, because I think that that was pretty tyrannical and awful. And I'm sure they were not waking up as happy and chipper as you think they were, they were. And so that's, that's what gave them the strength to fight up. The tyranny wasn't all, wasn't all throughout time. wasn't throughout the whole time from the pilgrims to, um, the revolution, mm -hmm. the revolution happened because of a short squishing of their liberties. So they let, me, let me say this. Stop asking me questions and make your statement because I'm not going to answer them the way that you want. Okay, so <laughs> just say what you want to say without questions and then we'll just listen. I guess when you when you understand our founding fathers and how I have a see if I can find a place here. The, the divine blessings that God had bestowed upon this nation from its very inception. The pilgrims, they, they went through hard times. But they knew that God had started something. They felt the anointing. They, they felt the movement. They felt the, the power of God rushing through them. And then, yes, after the revolution was when they really sat down and were like, wow, God did this. Let me, let me say what, let me explain to you where, where I'm coming from with what you're saying. And then I think it'll make sense to everyone. You're saying that the founding fathers understood that they were in the middle of a moment where God was birthing something absolutely phenomenal and incredible. And they were in a land that was blessed in spite of the tyranny of the British. Okay. And yeah. And, the, and that, that they were on the cusp of something huge. 
and yeah, they were birthing something incredible. I believe incredible. that they thought that they were in a land that was very special before the revolution, like during the first Great Awakening, before they, before, because remember, they're fighting the French and Indian War with the British. Mm -hmm. And right. they're believing that this is a land blessed and prosperous by God. Yes. So when I and say. And there is a, there's a so, very short blip of the, revol of the revolution. When you ask me these questions about how I feel. You are I hopeful. And not no, I'm not I'm not only hopeful. I know that we are in the midst of reversing the, all of this garbage that we just watched tonight. Okay? We're in the midst of breaking that bond and bursting through just the way that our founding fathers were bursting through to something incredible. We are in the midst of that. And in my lifetime and in your lifetime, you are going to see a complete reversal of the fruit of what all of this that we just watched tonight has wrought. And so I put myself in the shoes of the founding fathers and go, I know that my nation is blessed. So I'm seeing into the spirit realm beyond what my okay, eyes without are the seeing. spirit realm. Okay. So when you're asking me these questions, okay, do I wake up every in, day? If you, just in your natural eyes, and you see the world the way that because the, the founding fathers saw the world in their natural eyes and it was blessed and it was holy and it was righteous just in their natural eyes. They didn't have to see into the future. Their children were all taught according to the Bible. Mm -hmm. They had manners The there was no homosexual agenda. They didn't even say they didn't even say the word homosexual. They didn't have rock and roll. They didn't have perversion. They didn't have war like we have. So let's have a discussion. And I don't mind doing this on the show. I don't really like to read the Revelation Red Pill, but that's okay. Because that's what this is about. So let's go ahead and talk about this as if no one was watching. Okay. But thousands are going to end up seeing this at some point. And it's fine to have this discussion. Because you guys probably are having the same questions about where Leah's going with this. And all of the 15 episodes that we've just had. Everybody says the world is going to hell in a handbasket. The world is yes. awful. I don't want to bring kids world. into this world. But what have we said since day one? So your argument that you're, it seems like you're making, which you can't be making because we've already debunked before. So I want to bring it back to, so you can understand what I'm hearing and what I think maybe some of these guys are hearing. It sounds like a contradictory of statements where... Um, I remember one of our friends when I presented this, actually several times, this is what people present to me. I say, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And the gospel is spreading all over the earth. And we are taking dominion and we are pulling down principalities. And I have been looked at deadpan with the exact same statement that you just made. And they're like, you can look around and you can really see that things are getting better. That the, that like literally, no, Michelle, you don't understand from where I sit, because of all the things that you just mentioned, Target, the homosexual agenda, Leah, Michelle, you don't, you're crazy. Things are getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And so what I have said from the beginning is what I just said five minutes ago, and I will say it again. It looks like, and things are, Leah, in the Western world and in various parts of the country, Things are getting worse because Christians were putting their foot on the gas to the advancement of the gospel and where we decided, you know what? Modern end times theory, we love it. We let our foot off the gas and all of a sudden we make a massive regression and evil does start to spread in the places where modern end times theory is taking over. But let me tell you something. The increase of his government and peace has no end. It doesn't regress 
that means that somewhere else in the world, and we are seeing a massive increase of salvations in Iran and in China with 30,000 salvations happening every day. So you're talking about this amazing utopia of the founding fathers um, where the gospel was ruling and reigning essentially, and the rulers and the principalities in America were being torn down, held at bay, and it was awesome. And we let that go because of modern end times theory. Yes, 100%. That's all okay? I'm saying. But when you say the world, I count, I'm not, we didn't, you weren't saying America. You weren't saying the West where we've let this go. You were, you said the world. And I'm saying absolutely not because I am telling you guys, the power of God, the increase of that government and peace, it does not stop. It may move because we in America let it go, but it but, is gone somewhere else. Okay, so let me explain something. History has ebbs and flows. And we have to recognize that we, God is without time. And I think that our generation is going to turn something around. Yes. But it took 1,400 years to get the Bible in the language of the people. Right, with Martin Luther. It took another 1620, 200 years for Christians to find a place where they could settle in and practice their religion freely. Mm -hmm. It took another 160 years to get a country that was based upon biblical principles where right. people could live freely. A republic, if you can keep it. And... It has taken about 150 years to unleash around the world a devastation of biblical proportions. When you see the rise of the world governments, and it's not just in America with Bill Gates, the reason I'm doing this show is to scream very loudly you have unleashed evil mm -hmm. unnecessarily. That's good. And people around the world are hungry yeah. and starving and raped and sex trafficked when the founding fathers had a vision that the gospel would spread. And so Joe Salatin says something about food that we'll look back on the past 100 years as a blip in history. And while the kingdom is advancing in the realm of the world history as it, it will be written. Throughout history, we've had things called the Dark Ages and the Middle Ages and Christians burned at the stake. And so while we are not at the place in the 1400s where Christians will be burned at the stake and we're going to stop that. Okay, that the gospel has advanced and has the the kingdom advancing has unleashed an amount of evil because of this doomsday. How, what how a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And Christians have a lot of power in their words. Okay, go ahead. You can play. Spread I wanted to show when you talk about this ebb and flow. This, for our podcasters, I've pulled up a map of the spread of Christianity um, since Christ, right? Mm -hmm. You will watch an ebb and flow. 
of the spread of this. It'll advance in some territories. And then fascinating to me, it recedes in some territories. And so, but the increase of it, whether it's, it recedes from one area, it's always in numbers wise, there are more Christians today than there have ever been. Okay. The kingdom is always advancing. So around the world, it's always growing. It the increase. Muslim of the conquests peace take land in the Levant, uh, in North America. Christianity begins to spread through Europe. Pope Urban II calls for the first crusade. It's a really. You guys can just look this up on YouTube, especially for the podcasters that are just listening. So Scandinavia, all of you know, Finland, Norway, Poland, Hungary. They all get the gospel, and gospel. Then the Ottoman Empire begins to expand. Um, and then we have Christianity begin to spread to the New World. Right. And the Age of Discovery. And so then Christianity begins to also, after that, move all through uh, South America. And then through Australia. And then Africa. through Africa. And then a partition of Africa begins with the Muslims in the north, Christians in the south, all of North America and South America. And it's that's the Christianized world, basically. Right. And so that is the essence of it. And we're seeing it, what it's not showing you is the receding of Christianity, where when I was a kid, 85% of people believed in the God of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And this modern end times theory of the darkness, allowing the darkness to spread, encouraging darkness to spread, basically. Um, not encouraging people to seek the love and the power of God and the victory. And our founding fathers were all about um, healing the land. And I want you guys to go see the Johnny Enlow video because you know what they- Episode 61. You know what they repented of? What? So in the 90s, because of the end times theory, they all stopped recycling. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they, and that was their way of kind of apologizing of stopping to take care of the earth. They're like, well, we're just going to be raptured anytime. So we're going to use our gas guzzlers. We're going to use up all the natural resources. We're not going to recycle. Why take care of the planet? Because Jesus is just going to come back. Which doesn't make sense because according to their theory, Jesus destroys those that destroy the earth. Right. And so Corey's book, which I have it's, here. It fell down there and I think it got under there oh really the dog pushed it under there i kid you not really oh my gosh i saw it there this morning and i was like i think a dog just pushed Corey's book under oh, other things here we go so born again as kings Corey gray's book you guys can get this on amazon the end of satan and the beginning of god's kingdom talks all about how we're how we are called to heal the planet how god wants to heal the planet reconcile the world back to him and he's not going to destroy the planet he is not destroying this planet. He's not creating a new heaven. Do you know and how many scriptures says that it will not be destroyed? By the way, okay, the new heavens and the new earth was the new system of how to get to heaven, where God destroyed the temple and the sacrifices. Okay. And outside, which is the new realm with the Gentiles was like the earth, like outside, right? And the new way, did you know the temple was the, the gateway between heaven and earth? So we have the new heaven and new earth. The it world is called is the heavens and the earth. Yeah. We are reconciled back to God in the garden. 
but it's time it takes time the kingdom of heaven is like a little leaven and a little mustard seed and it grows and grows and grows until it takes over and they repented of not healing the planet and what has happened in the past 150 years is that we have when it's when it comes to whether it's petroleum or plastics look at the ocean right now christians the end timers will be like that's okay because jesus is going to come back and fix it it's going this is the problem with this theory is we are letting the world destroy itself and it will not all the way because god has a way to heal it all but do you want to be part of this generation that heals it and you can be get a garden plant your food pull out of the systems of this world recognize that these systems that we are a part of with the industrial revolution that we are forced to be a part of are hurting god and hurting his planet and the way we are wasteful and we are not caring for we should be the people planting trees we should like the desertification like of north africa doesn't need to be do you know we could literally all just descend upon africa plant a bunch of trees and there's no need for desertification you know nigel farage and trump were on this like big like well let's just plant trees and the greenies were like that's stupid we just want green energy like why would you plant trees like why don't we plant fruit trees in every city so that, oh, well, you'd have, like, rotten food to pick up. You know what well, I guess what? Then those people on welfare can go pick up the rotten food and compost it for from free good apples. So the Bible says occupy until he comes. So when I say that to people, they always, the answer is always, well, I'm doing that. Like, I'll say, I'll, what I say to them is the fruit of modern end times theory is that we do not occupy until he comes. And they'll say, no, 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 that's not true. I don't believe that. I occupy until he comes. That That is not true. Modern end times theory, they don't say that. They just say what I believe, does not produce bad fruit. It never stops people from advancing the gospel. It never stops people. And I'm like, first of all, maybe you don't count. You might be the exception. But by and large, I have had conversations with countless Christians that believe in this stuff. And they are the like, I don't care about gas guzzlers. Who needs to recycle? Jesus is coming back. They will say these words out loud. It's not about recycling. Who cares about recycling? We shouldn't be using plastics anyway. Recycle it, whatever. But I say recycle about, I recycle all kinds of stuff around here. Reuse. Reuse. Because That's I my... look at plastics and I think this is harmful for the planet. Like it really is. It's harmful for you. It's harmful for me. And I was just having a, a Marco Polo conversation with our friend Catherine who is very upset about the fact that all of our clothing is made out of plastic. And then it puts microplastics in our system, in the water, you know, She'd all of like these things. She'd like to go back to wool or cotton or... Anything that doesn't, isn't made linen. out of plastic, which is polyester. Everything's made out of polyester, mm -hmm. right? So all of these things are not God's perfect will. And we do need to repent for we have using all these... the convenient in place of God's best. And here's the thing. It's not even the repenting of using it. It's repenting of going along with it because some things we can't change. Okay. I can't change that my vitamins come in a plastic bottle. Right. Right. Um, if my people who are called by my name, there are things that we all can do. Like you can, you might not be able to tear down the high places uh, because that's, you know, somebody else's property or something. 
right? You mean tear it on the high place, a specific set. Of, everybody can tear it on the high places. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like in the Old Testament, like they had high places where they would sacrifice. Right. Um, that's what I meant. You could definitely tear down the high places. You may not be able to like take down Nike or something like that, like physically, right? You may not, that might not be your p way of repenting. You can't say, God, hey, I really would like to stop using A, B, C, and D, but you can't because we all, even the Amish who have sworn off transportation still have to take the Greyhound bus because they have to get places yeah. because you can't safely use a horse and buggy to get distances. Right. So we are going to end this in prayer. And a group uh, and a common repentance of thinking doom and gloom, of not pushing back against it, right? And advancing the kingdom, not loving his planet, not loving the earth, loving each other, and for all intents and purposes, what I'm going to do when we pray is I want to wipe your mind clean of all that darkness, and I want to read to you Isaiah. 61 okay how oh that's say 62 how what jesus came to do okay the year of the lord's favor now jesus this is what jesus came to do the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor that's what we're called to do good news to the poor if that's your end times message and those movies are not good news to the poor Hmm. they're scary it's wrong it's evil it's satanic he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted not to not to break people's hearts to proclaim freedom to the captives not to say you're going to be captive soon by an antichrist the release of darkness for the prisoners jesus was coming to tell people that there would be a time frame between the time when he died in 8070 when things were going to be rough and things were going to be tough, but he was going to destroy the kingdom of darkness and the reign of darkness forever. Okay? That's what he was trying to tell people. And the reign of governments was going to switch to the kingdom of Christ. The kingdoms of this world have what? Become kingdoms of our lord and of his christ to proclaim the year of the lord's favor the day of vengeance of our god that was 8070 to comfort all who mourned those movies comfort those who mourn no. to provide and this is right now this is the gospel we are called to preach the gospel this is the gospel if something doesn't line up with this i don't care about people's interpretations of matthew 24 or revelation this we know that jesus came to do and it never ends and this is the gospel Okay, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise for the spirit of despair. It and says they heavy burden and failing spirit. That's what those movies invoked. And they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. And you know what it talks about in Revelation? Trees for the healing of, of the, the nations. nations. You are an oak where people can grab fruit from you and be healed. Mm. And the nations can be healed because you are an oak of righteousness. And they will rebuild the ancient ruins, not destroy them, not nuclear bombs. And they will rebuild. And it doesn't say, but then they will be destroyed again. Do you notice that? And go into the Old Testament. Testament when you want to find your eschatology because it's the eschatology of the Messiah. Wow. Okay? That is the eschatology of the devil and the devil reigning and ruling as king. Okay? 
and restore the places of long devastated. I don't care how you view 1 Thessalonians 4. I don't care. I care how you view Isaiah 61. Um. Because there are things that are clear and there are things that are not clear. And the things that are clear trump the things that are not clear. Because the things that are clear are those that Jesus spoke to his disciples and says, This is me right now. And he said, These are the things that I'm going to tell you that are me. That Jesus came to fulfill what? All the prophets. Law and the prophets. All the law and the prophets. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. Now remember, Jesus read the first part of Isaiah 61. And he said, today this is fulfilled. And people can say, but yeah, but he didn't read verse 4. He just read, no, it's the whole chapter, you crazy Indian poops. If it's, if he's, if he's, is the acceptable year of the Lord tied to rebuilding the ancient ruins? Yes. Who would, who in their right mind would, would separate? Well, you know what? We're not going to, the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of Jubilee, where everything goes back to all the people. That is inexplicitly tied to rebuilding the ancient ruins, to restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities. They will have, uh, that have been devastated for generations. Strangers will shepherd your, shepherd your flocks. Now, is this some sort of time where there are no sinners in the earth? Is this some sort of millennial reign? How are strangers shepherding your flocks if it's not now? Foreigners will work your fields and vineyards, and you will be called what? Priests of the Lord. Wait a minute. Does this say you'll be called priests of the Lord, and then things are going to go bad and crazy, and then you'll be priests of the Lord again? No. Time stamps, word stamps, clues. People will speak of you as the ministers of our God. Are you ministers? It says that Jesus ascended into heaven. What is it that he ascended into heaven? But yes, he went down, to, down into hell and he ascended into heaven. And he did what? He gave gifts unto men. To do what? To equip the saints for what? The work of the ministry. Ministers. So we know another timestamp, Another clue. You'll be called the priests of our Lord. You'll be ministers of our God. And you will What? You will feed on the wealth of nations and in their riches you will boast. Christianity has spread through Poland and Hungary and many kings down to Vladimir so-and-so in Russia, okay, bowed his knee to the king of kings and the lord of lords. Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. Instead of disgrace, you will receive your inheritance and you will inherit a double portion in your land and everlasting joy will be yours. For I, the Lord, love what? Justice. Justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. In my faithfulness, I will reward my people. And I will do what with them, Michelle? I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Michelle, do you see another timestamp here? Yes. What is that? The everlasting covenant Sorry, of Christ. I figure you got that one. Thank you. You got that one. This is the everlasting covenant of Christ. Again, we're sandwiching all. So this is, is, this Leah, is, a... is Jesus going to make a second everlasting covenant? No. No. And their descendants... Wait, people are going to be born after these people? And are we be having people born in this millennial reign or something? No, this is now. This was as soon as Jesus died and rose again. Their descendants will be known among the nations and they're all springing among the people. Are Christians known among the nations? Yes. Has Christianity spread? We're seeing the spread and all who see them will acknowledge that what they are a people that the Lord has blessed. And our founding fathers finally got it. And what I'm saying is America is not acknowledged that way right now. Come on. Because of the, we have we have turned our eyes off of Christ and onto the Antichrist. We have turned we are we are we have turned our eyes off of Christ and onto the Antichrist. 
I delight greatly in the Lord, and my soul rejoices in my God. For he has clothed me with what? Righteousness. Garments of salvation. Garments of salvation. And then he put on what? A, a robe, robe of, of righteousness. righteousness. Do you have a robe of righteousness right now? Yes. It, was this a prof prophecy of what would happen yes. in... Yeah, in the in when Jesus would come, is this a prophecy of what would happen in a millennial reign after? No. no. Again, we're putting together a giant sandwich. Well, this is more than a BLT. This is like a turkey, ham, all the fixings with all these things sandwiched in. We got the robe of righteousness, the garments of salvation. We've got the covenant. We've got uh, restoring the ancient places. All these things. The being a priest, being a minister. This is all sandwiched in. The kingdom of God, which Jesus came and brought, and we are in right now. Eat the sandwich. Eat the whole thing. All right. Verse 11 is my favorite. For as surely as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring forth, so surely the Lord God will cause right, rightness and justice and praise to spring forth before all the nations through the self-fulfilling power of his word. Glory. Glory. This is the glory of God has descended upon the planet. And we have the ability to have it now. But we have got to clean house. And y'all got to learn a couple words. I bind you, Satan. I cast you out and I send you to the to abyss. The lake of fire. To the pits of hell. To the lake of fire. You cannot torment you cannot lie. You cannot deceive the nations anymore. Now, if you go back one chapter, Leah, to Isaiah 60, it says in verse 20, Thy sun shall no more go down, neither shall thy moon withdraw itself, for the Lord shall be your everlasting light, and the days of the morning shall be ended. And the pe thy people also shall be uh, all righteous. They shall inherit the land forever. The branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. They a, are the shoot that I have planted, yeah. A, a little one shall become a thousand, and a small one a strong nation. I, the Lord, yeah. will hasten it in his it's time. time. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, Leah. Mm -hmm. Are we a branch of his planting? Yeah, he are says, we I the am the vine, his, you are the branches. Of his hands. Yeah. We are. We are yeah. these things. So, but... Leah, Michelle, I don't see that. That's not, that's not fulfilled. It's being fulfilled and it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God right now. So we live on earth in our flesh. Yeah. But we live out of heaven in what we, what God calls the kingdom of God, right? Yeah. Where we are seated with him in heavenly places. And in yeah. that place, mourning has ceased. Yeah. All tears have vanished. Yeah. In the kingdom of heaven, right? So... What is happening, like Corey Gray likes to say, mm -hmm. is the kingdom of God is invading earth. So where all of that has been achieved is currently invading the planet and invading flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. And so we will continue to see with our eyes in a growing manner, like when Jesus described what the kingdom of God is like, and it is this kind of slow growing thing. Mm -hmm. What has already been manifested in the spirit, and I can prove it to you. Mm -hmm. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it, and I will insert, already is in heaven. Mm. It already is in heaven. And we are praying, the Lord's prayer is that that heaven invades earth and his kingdom continue to come and be manifest in earth 
as it is in heaven. So when we pray the Lord's Prayer, we say, God, thy kingdom come. We think that's some sort of future thing where we want it to come. You know, the so, so that, that theory, that mindset would say that anyone that prayed that prayer 2,000 years ago, it hasn't happened yet. And it won't happen mm -hmm. until Jesus comes back some second time. Mm -hmm. But all throughout the New Testament, we see that the kingdom of God is here. And Jesus himself says the kingdom of God is at hand. It is here right now. So what does that mean when we say thy kingdom come? Mm -hmm. It means to bring it where it is manifested in heaven and have it manifest on earth. And, mm -hmm. that, and that is the expansion of the kingdom of God. Where we pull down the rulers and the principalities and the high places and we preach the gospel and we preach Isaiah 61, liberty to the captives, mm -hmm. right? That's what this is all about. That's what tonight's show is about. That's what the Revelation Red Pill is all about. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we wanted to showcase this awful stuff that does need a palate cleanser, because it just makes you feel yucky. Yeah. Because it is satanic and it is demonic and it's not something that we want to watch and we want to, to ingest. So we probably have to pray in the spirit tonight before we end our, end our show. And I'm going to encourage all of you guys to join with us when we do that to cleanse your palate from what we've had to see. But you can see very, very clearly yeah. now that 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 we just watched tonight is not the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's not the love of God. That's not the righteousness of God. That is not his kingdom coming. That's the kingdom of it's all those end times movies and books preach is the coming of the kingdom of Satan. Yeah. They preach this seven year period of Satan, Satan, Satan. Mm -hmm. That's what they preach. And that is not God because Jesus never came to preach the kingdom of Satan. He never came to preach an antichrist coming and destruction and taking away all of his people and leaving the planet desolate and without the Holy Spirit. So let me show you another timestamp just to kind of put this in perspective for you guys. Um, Isaiah 62 says, for Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. Mm. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness and salvation thereof as a lamp that burns. And Gentiles shall see your righteousness and all the kings your glory. And you will be called by a new name with the, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Do you know you have a new name? Hmm. You see, this is already a prophecy fulfilled. This is a new name. And you will be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of our God. Do you know you have been given a robe of righteousness and a crown of glory? Last scripture. Isaiah 62, 11. This is a timestamp for you. Behold, the Lord has proclaimed unto the end of the world, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your salvation comes. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. Matthew 21. And when they drew nigh to Jerusalem, and there came to Bethpage into the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying, Go into the village over against you, and straightway you will find a donkey and a colt tied with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say unto you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done, that it might be fulfilled. Do you know what the word fulfilled means? Completed. What was spoken of by the prophet. Now, which prophet? Tell ye the daughter of Zion. Behold, your king comes. Comes unto you, meek, and sitting on a donkey. 
and the colt of a fowl of a, of a donkey. And the disciples went and um, commanded him. Isaiah 62. Um, where is that? Hang on. This is that which was fulfilled. The salvation is come. Here is your king, meek and lowly, sitting on a donkey. Your salvation comes. Your reward is with him. Okay? God has this beautiful fulfilling of scripture. Over and over and over again. It says, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. It's all in here. But the Schofield Reference Bible has taken that particular scripture and every time it says it might be fulfilled, that it might be fulfilled, that it might be fulfilled, it puts them into the future. That it would be fulfilled. And then when people go into the future with it over and over and over again, it's, it's disheartening for sure. Right. Okay. And we have to recognize, I'm going to do, I think, Zechariah 9, 9, because oftentimes these have a double, that many of the prophets said kind of the same thing. And that's, that's what's so cool when you read some of a these. A double confirmation, you mean? Yeah. One prophet gets it. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king comes unto you. He is just in having salvation. Lowly and riding upon a donkey, upon a colt, the fowl of an ass. So Isaiah and Zechariah prophesied the exact same thing about Jesus. And they come together that it might be fulfilled of the prophet. So we've got Zechariah and Isaiah prophesying something that Jesus is like, I don't even know if he's like, I got to do this because I said I was going to do this. Or God told him this was going to happen. You know, it's funny how it says that it might be fulfilled. Right. And so it was fulfilled. That's the way I would write it because it makes more sense to me. Right. All right, so let's let's end in prayer. We have not done that consistently through all of the episodes, and we should have. Well, um, we certainly did last time. We definitely did last time. If you guys missed last week, I don't even know what you're doing. So, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that the truth has come to light and that darkness cannot stand in the light. And as we have shed light on this darkness... We cast it down into the pit of hell. And I don't know how you do this, Father God, but I just pray that you destroy any rem remains, any remnant of any left behind book, left behind series, uh, movie, the late great planet Earth, any sermon that was ever written about it. I just pray that you obliterate it from the entire planet. And I don't know how you can do that, but I just pray that you do. And we send all the copies from Goodwill to the pit of hell of these um, to the dustbin of fiction. To the dustbin of fiction that, that anyone that finds a copy a hundred years from now will go, oh my gosh, look at this. No one could have ever believed this. It's so insane because they will have seen the glory of the Lord expanded upon the earth. And I lift up anyone that is watching that has ever been brainwashed by the watching of these films or reading of these books and that you cleanse their minds and make it as if they never read them, except for taking anything that is helpful out of them to be able to set anyone else free who has had these books or movies indoctrinated and ingrained in them. 
I thank you, Lord God, that in spite of and despite all of these things, that your gospel continues to spread. And we cast down any vain imaginations that the enemy thinks that they have won because they have caused Christians to buy into this defeated mindset that says that we have to accept a new world order in order for Jesus to come back. That we have to accept a one world BRICS currency in order for Jesus to come back. So we cast this mindset down and we we pull down these rulers and principalities that are keeping like a puppet the the body of christ moving the way that they want us to move we are cutting the strings right now this is a prophetic word we are cutting the strings off of the body of christ that these this propaganda has tied us up with that we have allowed ourselves to be tied up with and i thank you lord god that your Holy Spirit will never leave this planet. You will never yes. leave the body of Christ. You will always be with us, that you are the comforter. And the reason why they are preaching that the Holy Spirit will leave the planet is because they know that the Holy Spirit is how we debunk this. It's how we cut the ties. So Lord God, we just thank you that your Holy Spirit, the comforter is here. And we just lift up anyone that's watching right now that has never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And if that's you right now, I just want you to lift up your hands and say, Holy Spirit, I want all of you. And I commit my life to you. And I want you to fill me. I want the infilling and that baptism of fire. I want all the gifts. I want all of the tools to go in and tear down the enemy. And there are no guillotines, but for Satan. There are no guillotines that will cut off the heads of future believers. There are only guillotines sending these demonic powers to the lake of fire. So right now, if you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit, just lift up your hands and say, God, fill me with everything that you have right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, I just pray that you come and you descend on these people that are listening, that are watching, that are ready. And for those of you that got baptized in the Holy Spirit last week or in weeks prior, I just want you to speak in your heavenly language right now and pray for those who are asking God to fill them up. They say, God, I want all of you, so you're going to be praying in your heavenly language. And I want to tell you guys something. Rob Allen sent us a message today in praying for China. He says, there are those of us that are going to be praying in a Chinese dialect right now for China, which I find absolutely amazing. So however the Holy Spirit comes on you, I want you to start speaking in a heavenly language. And Lord God, I just pray that you give us wisdom and knowledge and words of prophecy as we pray in our heavenly language and our spirit communes with you directly and our head gets out of the way. Lord God, I just thank you so much for moving across everybody right now who's listening. I thank you that you have filled us with your Holy Spirit, that you have risen from the dead, that you have given gifts unto men. And I thank you, Father God, that you are now cleansing the minds of everybody watching, that you're giving them hope and victory, that you're giving them a vision of the new heaven and the new earth, and you're giving them commissions on how to advance the kingdom in the darkness, in the dark places. You're pulling down the high places, that we are not afraid, that we don't have a spirit of fear, that the Antichrist is no power over us, there is no spirit, there is no darkness, there is no demonic spirit that can control us, that can harm us we put ourselves under your wing we ask for your angels to surround us to protect us to protect our family and we bind and gag satan we send him down to the abyss down to the lake of fire where you can't touch us 
prosper. You can't harm us. This is God's planet, and we are ruling and reigning right now as kings and priests, and we are not fighting you for a position that is already ours. And I thank you, Father God, and we are joining with our brother Rob, and we are praying for our Chinese brothers and sisters who are right now tearing down the high places and getting China completely Christianized. And China is going to be a Christian nation and they are going to heal this planet because they are going to stop producing all of these plastics and all of these in the name of Jesus and all of these planet destroying chemicals and foods that do not come from you but come from the pit of hell practicing alchemy and we cast that down in the name of Jesus and so we cast down the science the demon of science the scientific alchemy we do not trust dark arts these witchcrafty arts we right now over China, we just rebuke that secret knowledge that they have they have conjured up these dark arts of witchcraft, and we just we just speak to that spirit of they are not atheists in China. They practice witchcraft. It is alchemy. They have high ranking. Um, if you could see China as having high ranking warlocks and witches, then you would not be taking their product. And Whoa. you would be pushing Whoa. against them because Sandra, Baca, there are high-ranking people who have joined themselves to and covenanted to demonic forces. They are and products sacrificed to idols. They are products sacrificed to idols. And right now, that spirit of death over China, we rebuke it. We send it back to the pit of hell. The Christians are free to practice their faith. And Christianity is going to be the dominant belief and the dominant religion over all of Asia. And Chinese Christians coming from the east are going to move west and convert the Muslims starting with the Uyghurs. Oh my God! And the Uyghurs are going to get radically saved from these Han Christian uh, Chinese you, people, and as these Uyghurs who have been totally and completely uh, humiliated and their culture stripped from them by these demonic um, Chinese CCP forces, and as these Christians are going to set them free, then this is going to spread a revival in the Middle East and the Christians on the West. If you would like to join in, then you must start praying for your Christian brothers and sisters yes. in the East because yes. the push wow. to the Middle East will not come from the West. It wow. will come from Amen. the East. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we must all join right now with those in the East and in the spirit, push West. Push West. Push West with the glory and the gospel and God's best right now. Now, God has God's best for China in Thank mind, Jesus. and they are going to show the world how to rewind time. Wow. We are going to go back to a time before Chairman Mao to where we Whoa. used uh, oxen and yes, horses plow. and plowing. And these Chinese people would like to go back to their villages and the times when they work their own land and they have yes. their rice fields. They don't want to live in the big cities. It is darkness. They have decided that they want to repent of this Cultural revolution is a wasteland. I see Beijing as a wasteland. It's it's almost nuclear. Like you just can't even visit it because it is so toxic. Toxic with chemicals. I would say for a hundred years that no one should live there. In these populated yes. Chinese cities, they should be completely emptied. 
No one should live there. These are toxic cities. There is too much toxicity. The air is not clean. And you all need to move west. Mm. There is so much land in China. Yes. There is so much. There's plenty of land for the people. Get out of the cities. It's almost like I see God cutting off all of eastern China. Mm. And he's just going to wipe it clean in Jesus' name. And it's going to take a couple hundred years or so. I don't know. To clean that up. And then the rest of Asia will be will bloom. The Philippines, Thailand, um, Japan. We are going to see this. And yes. then it's the cheap goods that have been flooding India that are causing all the pollution in India. And when wow. those cheap goods stop flooding into India, mm. then India will realize that they are not overpopulated. But I do see Indians leaving India and going to other places like the Middle East and going to Africa. Because Indians need to leave. They're stuck on their island. There are Indians that need to move to other unpopulated places like China, like um, the Middle East. And we are going to see a um, de-desertification of the Middle East when there is a repentance and a turning back to Jesus so that those lands are no longer wastelands. Because did you know that the Garden of Eden and the, the cities of Babylon used to be in Iraq? where God is going to restore those lands with plants and trees when they turn back to Jesus. And the rest of the world has been like totally not getting it, that they need the gospel to heal all the, all of these. There's so much des desert land that can just be turned back and God can let the water flow again when there is repentance and when they start to call upon Jesus and Christianity starts to flow. But God put a curse on these nations, and God is going to reverse that as those nations turn to Jesus once again. And it may take a couple hundred years. I don't know. It may take a thousand years. Guys, we are here for the long haul. And did you know that there are people like Martin Luther and even all the way back to Constantine and all the way back to the disciples that prophesied 100, 200 years, 1,000 years ahead of time? We have to, to, to take off the blinders of time and recognize that we are kingdom people. And when you start to be a kingdom person, you'll prophesy 100, 200, or 300 years in the future just like our yes. uh, forefathers did. And they were setting out a 500-year plan to come here. You need to start seeing yourself beyond the next day, beyond the next moment, beyond the next minute. And you should see yourself as part of the body of Christ, just pushing forward. And that's what this is about, advancing the kingdom. And I thank you that you are now giving kingdom assignments yes. to every person who's watching this video because they are now picking up the mantle. Mm. And here's the thing. When you pick up the mantle of your parents and grandparents and great-grandparents, and some of you, even your great-great-parents that dropped their mantle and expanded the kingdom, when you pick up their mantle, then you pick up their tools, their weapons, and their blessings. Amen. So you have a double duty, but you have a double reward. You have a double anointing. Yes. And you have um, you have, you have have a, a double joy in what you're doing, okay? Because he is going to rapidly reverse the curse that was brought on when Christians left the what the re the, the birth of the constitution was the holy spirit when christians started to turn their back on the constitution they started to turn their back on uh con the constitutional principles such as gold and silver they started to turn their back on the kingdom they lost the blessing of the land mm. and we're going to restore the land regardless of what everyone else is doing 
what you do right now today to repent and ask God to help you restore the planet and restore the land will be as a rock in a lake that actually ripples the whole width of the body of water. So you just keep throwing rocks in that lake and you will create a move of God. Hmm. And just say, Lord, let me be a smooth stone in your hand. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The Lord just spoke to me, and that was a whole prophetic word for those of you that don't know that, that Leah was getting a prophetic word there. Um, there are people who whose ancestors migrated to America, and the, the sole purpose of their migration was for them and their children to get the freedom and the anointing and the liberty of the gospel that was here in America, and they are called to go back to their original nations. The reason why, God, this is a prophetic word I've never heard before, and I have never even thought it. The reason why America is a melting pot is because we were supposed to come, get something, and go back. So there are a lot of people that are called to where their ancestors came from. To go be missionaries from, where they came from. To go be missionaries where you came from. I've never had that thought before. That's awesome. That's so good. All right, guys. Uh, I should put it up for a vote next week. Uh, I don't know if we'll have the guys Put on it up the... for a vote. I don't we know. We haven't had the guys. We haven't had Serge and Jason. I don't know if Serge is coming. Or Jason's coming back for a while. But we haven't had Serge on and Jason on for a while. But I have a couple ideas. Number one, do you guys want to know who the Antichrist is? I like that one. Do you want yes. to know who the man of lawlessness is? In is the that going to be the same episode? Yes. Do you want to know? We um, want to know. Say, we can I do. want to know. We can do that one. Um, and there's a couple more that I already have to, to go through from our 2020 so that I'm excited to go through. To know right now. But the man of lawlessness and the Antichrist one, I, I think would be kind of fun. What's to the go other over. option though? We're putting it to a vote. Or do you not giving a vote? I'm trying to see. You said you were giving a vote. I was. Oh, when was Revelation written? That's going to be a whole three-hour episode. The book Revelation. When was the book Revelation written? Yeah, it was a whole episode. Yeah, that's right, because the Perusia book is really long. That's not the Perusia book. Oh, the, the, Ken the, Gentry. the Ken Gentry book is really yeah, long. Yeah, it's got a lot of stuff. What it does is, what's it's not just about when when is Revelation written. Because there's internal evidences in the book of Revelation mm -hmm. that give you a lot of cool clues to the book of we Revelation. We didn't ever do that. Did we do that as a Revelation Red Pill episode? Yeah, it's in there. We did? And then there's yeah. external evidences um, in other passages of scripture. And then there are external evidences um, that come from church fathers. So like that's Eusebius a whole... And stuff. Yeah, so the man of lawlessness and when was the book of Revelation written are two big ones that would be really fun. They are going to be really fun episodes. Are we going to bring the guys in for either of those? I think Jason would be great to come in on when was the book of Revelation written. Okay, so we may wait on that one then. Well, ask, I'll ask him if he so wants to So Salty Mama says, man of lawlessness, she's got a vote. Let's see if there's a vote over here. Who's that? All right, I don't see I don't see any other votes. Salty Mamas might just win. All right, so I hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode. So maybe next week we'll do the Man of Lawlessness. And Who since is the Salty Antichrist? Mamas is the only one that voted. Okay. Who is yes, the Antichrist? Yes, Antichrist, says Stephanie. All right, we've got a second for the Antichrist there. Um, I, I know you guys are wanting, wanting to know that one, so that'll be a really fun one. That's going to be awesome. Actually, both of these episodes are going to be really good. When, and I'll tell you how I know. 
Because as Leah was getting the materials for these both of these episodes, you would come to me and I would just be like, like jaw drop. Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? There's so much information. It's literally going to blow your mind. All right. James says, thank you, ladies, again. May God always bless you both as well as PG. May God bless all of you guys that come every single week. You make our day. Every time I get a message from someone that says that they're getting a lot out of, got one lady, Nancy, today. Um, she probably won't get to episode 16 for a while because I think she's on episode two. But Nancy, when you get to episode 16, however many days or weeks it takes you to get there, today's the day that I got your, your second message there. Um... I love hearing from you guys. I love seeing the same names every week. I love seeing the new names every week. We are so thankful that you are here taking part of this. Share these episodes with your friends and your family. And the entire series can be found on brighteon.com, the playlist. If you go to the Revelation Red Pill uh, page on resistancechicks.com, there is a playlist there that you can send to your friends so that they can watch starting at the very, very beginning. You can also use that specific page to share to somebody because all the episodes are there, including the original Revelation Red Pill Academy, which we're going to end up going through all of those, but it's definitely, there's a lot more that we're adding to each one. So Leah, thank you for tonight. That was really awesome. Really good. We love you guys. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth. And since it's Wednesday, we will see you this Friday and every Friday on brighteon.tv at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And again, on all of the other live platforms that we're on, Facebook, Rumble, DLive, and CloudHub at 7. It'd be fun if I just, we just title it, The Beast Antichrist, The Man of Lawlessness Revealed in 2023. That's clickbaity. That's clickbait. I'm not sure that we can do clickbait. Uh, Barry, I loved all your comments. Great Revelation Red Pill. Again, girls, another great show. Barry is our resident agnostic and from the UK. And I love that you tune in every week. Barry, you're the man. I wish we'd all been ready. It's not even a good song. There's uh, This is why I want to change the lyrics. There's still time to save your life. The sun has come. And you haven't been left behind. And you never will be. Left behind. Ever, ever. Never, never. Never, ever. Ever, ever. Really bad singing. Okay. Uh, All right. Oh, don't forget. Patriot Gallery has a new blog out. Let's let's go over here and um, check out the name of it because I forgot it already. Oh, yeah, that's right. Women's Industry Series. Divine Ooh. Life, Divine Marriage, and Clean Mind. So go and watch. Uh, she's got them edited. Mm -hmm. So you want to watch, I think, number one. I think there's they're in multiples. She usually breaks them down and edits them. So I want to make sure um, that I'm looking at it correctly. And then there's number two. I think there's actually three total. So go and watch those on our Rumble channel. I was listening to the first one today, and it is so good. Really, really good. And the Johnny Enlow is in there. Um, what we did is in there. So there's a couple of things in there. So, All right, we love you guys. God loves you. God bless. And we'll see you next time for Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays, where we are blowing your mind with the truth of the gospel of the kingdom of God, that all power and authority has been given to Jesus. And he said, go, therefore, and make disciples go. of all go. nations. Go. Let me let y'all in on the little secret. We win right now because he won no but we win right now we don't wait for jesus to come in some sort of like we win then we win because he already, already won. won all right bye guys god bless
I was cold all along. No place for.